0: Simply having a wonderful podcast time. <laughs> what if we did the whole podcast in that <laughs> rhythm and the sing it's song It's Steven. <laughs> Lord of the roll. Rings are good. <laughs> that kind of goes right along with your theme about your your restaurant you had oh, the yeah, concept yeah. for.
1: Yeah, uh, it's called Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Uh-huh. Okay. And at Benny and the Jets. You have to order your food in the cadence <laughs> of some part of Benny and the Jets, preferably the. <laughs> you have to end it on the diddle, that little,
0: I really want some fries and a cheeseburger. You know, I'm gonna want another milkshake. Like that? Yeah, yeah. Bacon and some eggs. Boom! Eggs. Yeah.
1: See that's your that's your easy way around it. I mean, like, but you'd always have to order bacon to and place? some eggs.
0: Like, who wants to go to this place where people are constantly singing parts of "Benny and the Jets"? <laughs> who Every love table around you. "Benny and the Jets" it's a great song. I mean, it's a fucking awesome yeah, song. It's a banger. Maybe this becomes like a combination franchise, though. And it's a hibachi restaurant that's Benihana and the Jets. <laughs> Benihana and the Jets. Benihana and the Jets. Yeah, they just add it to the show. So it's like <laughs> flipping
1: shrimp and whatnot. And also, he sings songs about yeah. the food.
0: Benihana and the Jets. Hi. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the very special extended edition oh, yeah. of your absolute favorite, typically a horror movie review podcast. Usually. Today, your favorite yeah. wildcard podcast in all the known multiverse, Middle Earth, Upper Earth, Lower mm. Earth.
1: Yeah. All of them.
0: Hey, I'll tell you what, if you ain't afraid of that
1: ball rug, I'll give you $5. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> He
0: just old burnt marshmallow man, that's all he is. He's scary. He's spooky. He's from the middle of the earth <laughs> He's he's from a couple counties over.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's from
0: he's
1: from a couple counties over from Middle
0: Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Today on the show we're gonna be shaking things up and giving you guys another big old Christmas surprise. You guys that are longtime listeners of the show know that typically for our Christmas episode, which this actually comes out on Christmas, yeah, right? This
1: will be the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, We like to shake it up, give you guys a little wild card action. We've previously done like some some Christmas-themed yeah. movies, like Die Hard. And Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Post Malone's <laughs> sister. Little sister, uh-huh. Home Alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but this year, we decided to kind of shake it up. But you know what? At the same time, it's not really a non-Christmas movie to me, because I watch oh, yeah. the trilogy, The yeah. Lord of the Ring, pretty much every Christmas. Yeah, we've talked
1: about this uh, yeah. over the past couple years yeah we, yeah Lord of the Rings is a good Christmas time watch it's it's uh, a good fantasy time I think
0: Yeah, Christmas is a time of of fantasy, isn't
1: it? It's a time when you're thinking of fantastical things. It's a a time
0: when the portal between the living and the dead is broken loose. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's gone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you're right. This is a perfect time of year to uh, to indulge yourself. Plus, to me too, dude, it's the kind of thing where, let's be honest, we've all seen these movies a fucking million times. Well, not all of us some people don't like them god some people are fucking stupid <laughs> and don't like things that are nice wow personally I that like things some that some of our nice. listeners <laughs> yeah exactly you're listening to the wrong show jackass <laughs> rate and review on itunes yeah. fine <laughs> yeah it's always
1: a good idea to refer to people who like you as jackass yeah it's a good idea Hey, jackass
0: <laughs> golly all right but, you know, these movies, because we've all seen them, you know, well, anybody that's smart has seen yeah. them a million times. Yeah, it's true. It's the perfect thing to have on while you're, like, doing Christmas stuff. Yes. So it's like it if really you're wrapping a present, uh-huh. maybe you're signing uh, your, your Christmas cards uh-huh. and stuff. This is the perfect thing just to have on as atmosphere and background. And yeah. You po- you know, you poke your head up every now and then, see some of your favorite scenes, uh-huh. quote some lines, see, then you get back to work. Everybody's uh, favorite
1: scene when they're walking through the snow oh Eh. i love that scene when they're walking just walking
0: yeah the walking is the Uh best part it's the best part (laughs) hey it's not about the destination it's not it's It's about the walking the the, the walking (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to be deep diving into this movie and giving you guys just a super lengthy long and strong Mm -hmm. and down to get the friction on for sure podcast today because you know what steve i have myself a good time at christmas me too I got friends and family and kith and kin, but not everybody does. That's true. I'm a lucky boy. I'm a big boy and I'm a lucky boy. You are? I'm a big lucky <laughs> you're boy. You're a big lucky boy. That's true. But you know, for some of these busters out there, we're all they got, Steve. We're yeah. all that they have.
1: Well, they got friends and podcasting. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's that exactly right. Song. That's about us. Uh-huh. I
0: prefer Chris Gaines, personally. Everybody prefers Chris Gaines.
1: <laughs> Emo Garz
0: Brooks. I mean, who are you got? Which which gains are you gonna like better? Capital gains or Chris Gaines? Chris Gaines. Those for are your, those are your choices. Yeah, Capital, Capital gains Gaines. or Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines? Yeah, Chris Gaines never did nothing to nobody.
1: Man, I hope everybody in the gym right now is getting some Chris Gaines.
0: Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> Chase some <them> gains, bro. <laughs> I wonder why. I, I don't see more signs in front of gyms and stuff using <laughs> Chris Gaines. <laughs> Like Come in
1: for the game.
0: Yeah, because I would. I would walk in and be like, <laughs> "You got me with the sign. I'm here because of the sign, guys. I, I, you nailed
1: it. Uh, I owe this to Flying Brian. I'm supposed. Oh yeah, to, Brian. I, I may have already done this, uh, but my brain doesn't remember things sometimes. Uh, your love of I'm the hofflings weed. the motivator. I'm in the gym right now. Okay, getting pumped up. You can do it, Brian. Whatever you're about to do, you're gonna fucking crush
0: it. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do it.
1: 250 pounds on whatever it is. Curl! You're curling 250 pounds with one arm. Uh-huh. Wow. Bow. You're doing it. Your yeah.
0: veins are, are popping. Veins are everywhere. Whenever I had that weight training class in college, there was uh-huh. this one guy that was always, like, way too serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just be trying to, like, I'm, you know, I'm in school. I'm doing schoolwork, yeah. and I've got this fucking asshole over me going, pain is weakness leaving the body. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just pushing a bar with weights towards the ceiling, dude. Like... <laughs> I'm re- not fighting an epic re- battle here. I really love the simplified version of what
1: weightlifting is.
0: Yeah, pushing weight towards just the ceiling. You're just lifting yeah. up heavy things.
1: Yeah, studying the science of straight lifting something. I
0: need to bring this back because like there for a while, it's like a lot of my my musician friends and stuff like that. They've really gotten into like fitness and like weightlifting yeah. and stuff like that. Um, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. But I'll be honest. I get really tired of seeing people posting just like, here's a video of me picking up something heavy. Oh, yeah. I I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about that stuff. I did
1: see somebody uh, do a pretty sick deadlift the other day, and I was like, that's a lot of weight
0: i only care if somebody like throws up or like their bones stick out of their yeah, body that's or what, yeah that's what i like seeing
1: those yeah the th- and the throw up is a thing that i actually worry about because i'm an Ooh. easy puker and easy puker uh-huh. <laughs> and it happens when i get like real hot I'll, yeah? I'll suddenly start to feel like i gotta puke so like when i'm doing squats i have to be real careful like Ooh. concentrate like and make sure that this is a weight that I'm not straining too hard on because right. I might just
0: projectile vomit. <laughs> That'd be quite the sight. <laughs> I'll tell you that. would be hilarious, a lot. but it would also suck.
1: Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be
0: great. Somebody's got to clean that <laughs> yeah. up and stuff too. I
1: would clean it. I, there's no way I would vomit somewhere and then make somebody else clean it up unless it was a hospital.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it's their fucking job. Yeah, fuck you.
1: Fuck you. No, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm
0: probably too ill to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, or it's, it's your wife treating him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> super sweet.
0: That's nice for you to do that. Yeah. But you know, I used to post these videos every now and then on Instagram of just me like lifting up a jug of milk, setting it down. <laughs> you know, I've seen this. It's a tight yes. lift. I need yeah. to bring those back because yeah, I think that that's pretty pretty it's, entertaining. That's a stuff. pretty entertaining lift. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Boom! Picked it up fucking gallon of milk yeah maybe i pick up a dog or something like that oh shit
1: who wouldn't L- want to see lifting that lifting
0: your dog would be a feat that's quite a workout she's, she's a big one. that's 100 pounds of dog dog right there. she yeah. has lost some weight though like whenever we moved yeah, well, yeah she the gets to walk city, more yeah yeah she weighed i think like 117 118 she wow. down to uh, a svelte like 107 wow yeah which you gotta think she's a big ass dog i mean she's big, not she's fat big she's just a big dog she's a little chunk. She's got a little chunk going on. Yeah, but she, she is just kind of a big dog overall. Uh, but she needs to keep it down, keep that weight off of her arthritis. Oh, yeah, cause she's got that arthritis shoulder. She's got shoulder. that arthritis. Little old lady. Yeah, so losing some weight, it's a good thing for yeah. her. Man, I saw this uh, this handsome podcast fella walking across the street towards my apartment, and I said, Knitchin. this fella's lost a lot of weight. I have. It was yeah. Hollywood Steve. Yeah, I've, I've lost. Skinny me. I'm down to 220, so still going down yeah going down <laughs> Did you ever notice that that's totally just the bulls on parade rhythm yes. right there it's yes just it the bulls on parade rhythm. that's what i thought you were doing yeah. and then i was like oh, wait that's it's the same in the song thing. yeah yeah and uh, you know that also explains too why we're not going to be getting a pull until a little bit later in the oh, show. Yeah, yeah, Usually we, we like to crack open a co beer. Yeah, it's a little bit early for me
1: to actually take in any calories, but we're we're going to have a beer about an hour into the show. Yeah, we're yeah. recording
0: this way earlier than usual yeah. it's, it's presently 1 20 p.m yeah so this is kind crazy of early bird show this for is, us
1: this is early for me in general hey but you've been training for it all week you That's had a practice
0: run yesterday
1: <laughs> i had the date and time wrong <laughs> and I, I show up downtown and i
0: text ben like hey i'm yeah, here and he's like what the fuck <laughs> i was working in the studio with andy and like, I just thought you had accidentally texted me instead of no. Emily, because that no. happens yeah, sometimes, Yeah, that does too. happen. <laughs> Although, <laughs> let's be honest, usually it's, quote, accidentally pictures of your fat penis. Yeah. Whoops, mentioned yep. that to my wife. Yep. You're just showing off. Hey, all right. I, I've had enough of the showboating
1: with that fat hog of yours, Steve. Just because you're one of 25 names getting it doesn't mean it wasn't accidentally.
0: <laughs> no, it hurts. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> It's not personal anymore. God. I found out I'm living a lie. Well, I just want everybody to know. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be getting ourselves a pull a little bit later on in the episode here. But Steve, before we get this show on the road, I got to know if you're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Have you guys like done Uh any Christmas stuff? Because as of last week when we recorded... I didn't have a Christmas tree up. Oh, I didn't yeah. have nothing up. But now
1: you do. You now have an I awesome do. evil Christmas tree. Yeah, we decided yeah.
0: to shake it up this year because our our actual Christmas tree and all the shake ornaments you. and stuff. But is don't do in that storage. with your Christmas tree. No, don't shake it up. Don't. We do not shake up Christmas trees. In there. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is still in storage, so we we're like, "Hell, let's just fucking do something different and have a uh Kind of a gothic Christmas yeah. tree this year, which I'm, I'm super it. stoked about. We did it, we did a white tree. Uh-huh. Not about doing a black
1: tree. Okay. I would I, I would be interested in seeing that, but it seems like it would be feeling intrusive. It seems like it would take up more, more space visually. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know,
0: the problem with them is, too, is like, because we're so accustomed to seeing a tree and going green. Yeah. Even when you look at a black tree, your brain kind of tells you really dark green. Yeah. It's, it's like, hard, hard to register it as, yeah. as actually black. Until they do like a Fanta black uh-huh. tree where it's like just a negative space. That would be out. awesome. No, that would be fucking That would awesome. be cool. That
1: would be metal as hell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we thought about doing a black tree, but we didn't. Uh, went with the white tree instead and decked it out with some Oh, snowflakes. I see, snowflakes and I see how it is. And black ornaments
1: stuff. Get your white tree instead of your black tree. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I see what you're up to. <laughs> I see. I <laughs> see.
0: Yeah. No, it's nothing like that. My, no. my my
1: grandmother did a white tree one year. Um maybe ninety-four or something. Was it a
0: white tree of Gondor? <laughs> it was yeah, she
1: <laughs> she had the white tree of Gondor Impressive. and she was like, it's, I mean, I know it doesn't have any leaves or anything, but it's pretty the white sick. tree of Gondor. It's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. Uh no, she, she did it uh and she she did white and, and then decorated it all in blue. It was pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah, and you guys you guys have the white and it looks like black. Balls uh huh. That's right. Got some pl- and some, plurple, some plurple, oh, plurple
0: yeah, purple, some purple ornaments on there. there. We got all kinds of good stuff. There's a Santar on there. Yeah, that's It's awesome. a Santa Claus centaur.
1: <laughs> now that I would love to see is awesome. A sleigh driven by
0: eight <laughs> Santars. I think he pulls his own sleigh. Yeah. I think Santar like he's yeah. fired the reindeer and he, he just fucking does it himself. Tipping presents I out got as he this. goes. Uh,
1: that's why like. People are always like, "How does Santa get down the chimney?" He doesn't. He just whips him straight out of his sack from his centaur position. Yeah, he's got he, he does have a wicked throw. That is miraculous. Yeah, he's got an
0: arm on him. Yeah, Santar. but he's not going down a tiny little chimney. How's he wear his pants though? What's that Santa suit look like? How does <laughs> centaur a- wear his pants?
1: I think I think a centaur wears his pants just on the front legs, because that's where the human part is. That's like, ooh I need to cover up because the, the horse the ass is, and dick are yeah, not ashamed to show not that. Ashamed. yeah. Just like let that, that hang fly. Out. Also, I would imagine, you know, if you, the human part would be kind of ashamed that it it doesn't have a penis, probably. Like, oh, I, I'm just smooth between my yeah. front legs. <laughs> just like Ken doll between yeah, the legs, totally. so he'd want to wear pants to kind of cover that up, and he wouldn't want to cover up that huge dong back
0: there. Show that thing off. Yeah, so he wears front pants. Hey, he's a little in the middle. Nothing. He's got much back. He's got much. <laughs> we come to find out that song is actually about a centaur.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it's, that's what makes a lot. We know it. We figured it out. We discovered your puzzle, now give us the million dollar prize. It's hidden in that song if you play it backwards. Oh, really? If you discover the riddles three... Golden ticket. Shall you be...
0: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you get the kingdom... The keys to the kingdom of, <laughs> of Sir, Sir mix a <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Takes on the Wonka Vader, it's awesome. <laughs> so, have you been doing any, like, Christmas spirit yeah, holiday yeah. activation uh-huh. shit?
1: Well, I... <clears throat> I was getting ready for, for this uh, while Emily was setting up our Christmas tree and she put up some lights and stuff. and Ooh. It's pretty freaking awesome.
0: Are you guys a colored light household or a white light? Uh colored lights. And do they twinkle? Uh normally not. I've never been a fan of a flashing
1: yeah, ornament light. Like or an ornament light. I like. do I do like it when it, it's like patterns and stuff like When people have them set up as the red, green, blue thing where it sort of uh, can create different visual patterns that are fun, but I don't want that in my house, like inside.
0: Well, and nowadays, too, it's like they have them, you know, automated and stuff to where they really twinkle.
1: Yeah, they're really cool. But like
0: when we were kids, you'd go to somebody's house and their tree would be like obviously four strands of lights that are just turning on and off at different times. Yeah. I never understood the appeal of that. Yeah. Let's not look that that shit.
1: Uh, Emily... She loves fairy lights. She loves having up like uh, any sort of lights all year round. So we have white lights up all the time. All right. Uh, but right now, yeah, we got some cool blue lights up and she's got, I, I think she has white lights on the, the tree.
0: White light. Yeah.
1: Green white we just style. keep that. I, I think I, I, I believe in the, the principle of on Christmas, the lights on the Christmas tree stay on yeah like it doesn't matter yeah no matter what's going on i think so yeah okay i think that's the best feeling in the world i think is that you're uh out of school you get up it's like way too late you're going to the bathroom and the lights from the christmas tree are on and it just feels like warmer in the house Totally, it's a magical time of year it's a really cool feeling so we just keep the lights on there you go, yeah. man. Well,
0: that sounds like a pretty good thing. You've been watching anything Christmassy, getting you in the spirit? Christmassy? Uh,
1: not really. Yeah? I mean, Emily Emily had Nightmare Before Christmas on while she was uh, doing the Christmas tree, okay. so good start. Some of that, but we we started watching Letterkenny because Emily hasn't seen it. Everybody has told me I desperately need to watch that see show. Letterkenny, yeah. it's one of my favorite shows now. Uh, but I, I did sit down and watch My Name is Dolomite on Netflix. Oh, yeah? I don't know nothing about that. Dude, it's awesome. What it is? It's uh, it's the story of Rudy Ray Moore and him making the movie Dolomite. And Rudy Ray Moore is played by Eddie Murphy.
0: Okay, I was going to say, is it a yeah. documentary or is
1: it like a reenactment film? A reenactment film. And it's hilarious. And Eddie Murphy's fucking awesome in it. Wow. Like, the, that's the Eddie Murphy we need more of. Like... Because remember, Eddie Murphy is really funny. Sure. And like, he was in some really funny fucking movies and then he made a bunch of bad stuff. He made a bunch of bad, bad stuff. That just wasn't, he wasn't being funny anymore. He was just reading lines from a script. But like, you know, Golden Child coming to America. He's fucking hilarious. 48 Hours. I've never seen that one. uh, (laughs) I rewatched it not too long ago. The first one's very fucking racist. Nick Ooh. Nolte is so racist. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but he, uh, Eddie Murphy's funny. <laughs> okay, yeah. right on. Yeah, right Beverly Hills Cop, he was hilarious in that, too. Anyway, I'm saying it, it It seems like true to Eddie Murphy form. Really good, fucking awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. Should I, like, watch Dolomite before I watch No. You don't movie? need to Gonna see to? Dolomite, no. Okay. Dolomite, I mean, Dolomite is basically rip-off shaft, made with a hundred thousand dollars and ended up making 12 million dollars holy moly because rudy ray moore was very popular in the black community and he knew that what they wanted to see he knew exactly what they wanted to see and people just didn't realize he he his vision was exactly what people wanted at the time so to go yeah make a hundred thousand dollar movie and make 12 million dollars Good on the him. Box office. Fuck yeah, dude. So yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a it's a positive story. I would say. Okay, that and sounds good. Really man. fun and enjoyable. You've been knocking out some more of that office. Oh yeah, I finished the office. Um, finished it. Finished it. Yep. First final. time you ever watched the whole series. First time I ever watched the whole series. Some observations about the office. Give me some obs. <laughs> I realized that I had actually seen a good bit of season seven and eight because it came on before Dirty Rock or community. I can't remember. But I I remember just seeing a bunch of those episodes so when I was going through them I was like, "Oh, these are very familiar." Mhm. And then getting to the end and that it was less familiar, but it was interesting like cuz there a lot of things change. James Spader comes on as like the the boss and there's a whole lot going on that definitely feels like the final season of a show, um, but it was still good, like still funny. So I think overall the show like solid. Yeah, and exceeded, solid exceeded
0: expectation. Exceeded expectation. Okay.
1: Solid enough that I do still like when I don't have anything going on, I just go back and play
0: another. That's like, what I was gonna episode. say. Is yeah, yeah, like would you rewatch yep, it? I would. Right so, on. So
1: worth it. I mean, not not that anybody's saying. In almost 2020, <laughs> The Office is a good show. Is revolutionary. Yeah, I was gonna say
0: like you just confirmed what white people have been saying yeah. for 20 something years. Yeah. The Office is good. <laughs> it's good. You did it. I did it. Hot, hot take. confirmed. Hot take. Hot take. Hot <laughs> sizzling hot. So what about that streaming chat this week, you guys? Oh get man. Anything good? Uh, yeah.
1: So there it was. Joe Bob's Red Christmas. Red Christmas. Uh huh. And. The first movie they played was Black Christmas 1974 the OG. OG. We've done awesome. That here on this on this year movie. podcast, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It's a treat. Yes, it is. The, the The proto so slasher. Great. Yep. Uh Joe Bob dismissed a few uh m- myths about Black Christmas, namely that it's like the first slasher. Right. You know, yeah, 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 Psycho was before that. There sure. were other movies that sure. certainly. But uh he, he he had some praise for it as well because it is obviously a good movie and obviously
0: ahead of some other movies. I like it. I think yeah. that it's fucking cool. Are you gonna see this like totally quickly hashed out PG thirteen new version that's coming out this year? I'm not. I'm
1: not actually interested in it at all. No. Like the previews just don't do it for me. They don't seem to. But I will. I will probably eventually watch it when it comes out on on streaming services, but it's it,
0: not one of feel like I need to appealing. see in theaters, you know? Yeah.
1: Like even the, the remake they did not long ago looked more appealing and more like the original. That's what I was going
0: to say. It's like, didn't we just have yeah. a remake of this several years ago? Yeah. It, it not that long. Let's try again. <laughs> Might as well. Good Lord. What who the are the hell? people that green light this shit? Where it's just like, well, you know, that just came out a few years ago. Yeah. Let's do it again though. Nobody cares that that's exactly how they feel and you know why they feel that way stimulants stimulants yeah that explains it yes cocaine (laughs) cocaine yeah it gives them the power they need to make yeah. terrible decisions.
1: Uh-huh. Just tons of them, <laughs> lots and lots of terrible decisions over and over. But you're making decisions. And ah, ah look, yeah. That's business. Getting
0: things done. I am businessman. <laughs> I decision make. i was always the hardest boss in Mega Man. <laughs> businessman. <laughs> I beat Iceman, <laughs> Fireman, businessman. Man.
1: The problem was that it took like you had to fight so many under bosses to get to him. They were all lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. All the mini bosses. All the mini bosses to stuff. get to business, man. And then his power was just lame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was not just great. not being fulfilled. Litigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, okay, what did you guys watch second on that stream for the Joe Bob thing?
1: Uh it was Jack Frost.
0: Jack Frost. Yes.
1: The the 1996 snowman murdering movie i've
0: just seen the cover of it and i've seen it like streaming yeah but i've never watched it i
1: had neither it was fucking it's gotta be great ridiculous it was crazy it yeah was stupid uh kind of thanks killing level but not as not as intentionally bad Ooh, okay and so less funny oh yeah yeah unself-aware thanks killing yeah yeah i would say that's accurate Yes. But it did I mean some of the the effects are really cool looking. It, they're right. done by Screaming Mad George, who oh, okay. worked on uh, Elm Street and tons yeah, of shit. Yeah. Bunch of stuff. So some of the effects were really cool looking, but the the snowman is just obviously a puppet most of the time. And other times obviously like in no articulation to it. it awesome. It's not scary. <laughs> it it was it was stupid fun though and then uh, there was a third movie uh, silent night deadly night oh well, yeah oh silent night deadly night 2 though oh the reason the i one. said silent night deadly night is because silent night deadly night 2 rehashes the majority of the first movie before it even introduces any new elements oh it was like
0: 45 minutes whoa
1: of just the first movie Instead of any new material. Like is it
0: is it remake of the first movie or is it just footage no, it's, from? It's it's just footage from. Wow. So yeah. it's totally like uh some of the later Friday the thirteenth movies yeah, where it just starts like with like way previously on.
1: Even further than that. Super extreme. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it was crazy. That's I couldn't amazing. even make it like I didn't make it to new material because You're I still was still on like, old stuff. Yeah, because I was just like this I mean after a while, after about 40 minutes, it was like, I'm giving up on... That. I don't want... I don't want to know what else is going to be in this. Because I liked Silent Night, Deadly yeah, I was Night I if, if you enjoyed yeah. the original. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's
0: yeah. way over the top. Extremely Insane. over the top. Yeah. It's weird, too. It's a
1: weird fucking movie. Yeah. I yeah. watched
0: it for the first time several years ago, and I was impressed just by how fucking strange the movie is. Yeah. It is... Like, Silent Night, Deadly Night,
1: and there's another christmas movie around that time but they're both like very freudian psychological yeah, yeah. sort of yeah because if this he's he having those
0: flashbacks about yeah. like, his, his like mom getting assaulted yeah. and stuff while he's like killing these people yes. it's really fucked up actually. the other one i'm
1: thinking of is the one where the the guy kills the naughty kids he's like he works uh, at a that toy like factory silent night, deadly night no that silent night deadly night is the one where he the kid sees his mom get raped and oh, killed okay. by Santa. that's the one i'm thinking of then. yeah okay yeah, yeah what but, is that uh, other one i don't know what you're talking one, about. yeah i i can't remember the title of it but i uh, it's worth a watch for sure okay yeah. right so, on man yeah. so look up guy works in toy factory kills kids <laughs> see what, <laughs> you'll has, see what happens
0: you'll find it <laughs> 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 so that got you in the in the crimba spirit there that's been your yeah. dose of holiday flicks huh yeah i'm i'm uh
1: i really want to watch gremlins too.
0: yeah I just
1: shit does it take
0: place at Christmas? Because you know I've never yeah. seen it. Uh,
1: yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be like a year later or oh whatever. God. And now Billy and, uh, what was her name? What I is, don't know. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. What is Phoebe C- I can't remember her character's know. name. Yeah. Uh, they now work in the, this big technological building that's... <laughs> okay. Like, it makes no sense. The, the building has all this crazy technology and then like, I think they're doing experiments on a Mogwai. It's oh wait no, oh they bring. <laughs> I can't remember this story very well. <laughs>
2: it's basically the Key and yeah. Peele sketch. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's all I'm remembering. They bring they bring the Mogwai in with them to work for some reason, and of course it gets wet. Yeah, and it then happens. of course the science the science division of this building starts studying them. And we end up with like a bat gremlin and a girl gremlin who sings or whatever. Oh wait, no, she doesn't sing. The smart
0: gremlin sings. Oh, New okay. York, New York. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, again, this sounds like an utter Coke fest. Whole Hogan shows up. I gotta watch it, man. I have to watch <laughs> that fucking movie. It's
1: not streaming anywhere. Emily and I Aww. looked for it. Uh, Gremlins, the original streaming, which is a classic, but we just want. I just wanted to watch something insane. That sounds like that I gotta it. find it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right on, man, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you something fucking insane that we caught in a Christmas movie this week. So the other morning, I wake up and Kate is watching the Jim Carrey live-action Grinch movie. Oh, which is fucking terrible. Yeah, I've only
1: seen small segments and I just couldn't. It's I couldn't just stomach it.
0: strange and makes yeah. me feel weird. Yeah, you know? and she was maybe like half an hour into the movie or something. Uh, I come out. Of the bedroom, I just got, I just woken up. I'm like, oh, you're watching this? And she's like, yeah. Listen, there's something really weird at the first of this movie that you need to see. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, do you remember like the Who's in Whoville having a gigantic orgy? What? That's what I said. You rewind it to the first of the movie where it's like the story about little baby Grinch, you know, uh, whatever. The stork is dropping him off. He's floating towards Grinchville or whatever, and he's uh-huh. knocked off track and he lands in Whoville, right? Mm hmm he lands in this bush outside of this house and like there's narration going on of i guess the people who found him eventually or whatever and uh this woman narrating is like we were having our annual holiday get together and like it shows the house and you look in through the windows and it's like yeah there's a party and there's music and there's lots of people running around a lot of them are like running around playing grab ass Oh, we're like there's like a woman chasing after a guy like fondling his butt, and he's like, whoa, oh, oh, there's people like doing piggyback rides and just all kinds of weird shit. The butt going on. fondle, I mean, that'll
1: get you, a dude, probably right. Probably, I think so. I think I do think in my single days, if a woman just came up and fondled my butt, it would it would be a good icebreaker. What
0: are you doing over there, huh? Yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> that might. work. Are you robbing me? <laughs> no. Nope. Let's hope that's not the case. Just wanted to check out that butt. The but Wow. <laughs> okay, so all this is going yeah. on. And then I seriously shit you not. This is in the movie. There's a scene where it shows one of the Who's holding like a glass like fishbowl. Full of keys. I'm dead serious. Seriously? And the other Who's are walking by putting their keys in oh. the fishbowl. It's in this fucking movie. Okay, In a PG rated wow. kids movie. And hmm. then, like, the narrator is like, and when we all came to in the morning, we found the baby outside. Like, they'd been up all night fucking. Huh. Each it other's wives. It shows lives. that having a fucking key party. Go and check it out. It's in the first, like, ten minutes or so of the movie. That's insane. Yeah, she showed it to me. I was like, I cannot fucking believe this shit. Now, I, I mean...
1: Somebody could argue that they were just going for okay. Nobody drive because they're getting drunk. Okay, but that's very speci- specific. Like
0: they seem to be gleefully giving up yeah, the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. So the who's okay? I'm gonna tell you what though. Considering you know they practice open marriages, they they gotcha. apparently do. Mm-hmm. But considering like what their faces look like, and they have those weird little upturned noses, and their, yeah. their lips and stuff are all shaped. Different. Let's not get racist here. Well, I was just gonna say, I bet, these I bet their dicks look fucked up. Do you imagine a Doctor <laughs> Seuss dick? <laughs> What's that <laughs> thing look like? Curls. It's yeah, got a exactly. curl. it's got to have a curl to it. Maybe it, maybe it unfurls <laughs> like, a, like a, uh, one of those party blower things. You know, that's what I think goes on. That's what a Who's dick looks like. Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> That's
0: great. I
1: have never considered a Dr. Seuss dick.
0: No, nah, me neither.
1: But now, now it, me- it makes me consider like all of the crazy secretions that would come out of a Dr. Seuss dick. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a secretion stuff. dude. But if we're gonna go there, he'd have to come up with some weird slime or something that came out of it. Probably, uh, yeah. They
0: call it hoogoo.
2: Hoogoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I bet those fallopian tubes and stuff look like a damn obstacle course, too. Everything's got to be all funny there, too. You know?
1: It's just like, and as as the semen goes through it, there's like, like horn noises.
0: Yeah. The reproductive life. Of the who's of Whoville. <laughs> now that's what people tune into this podcast for. But yeah, for well, sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what most of the comments tend to say. <laughs>
0: I love when they talk about the who's fucking. <laughs> Somebody, please leave an iTunes review that, that just says that. That'd well, you can't say fuck. Yeah, it, yeah bleep it. yourself out. The who's reproductive essence. life. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. We did watch ourselves one of our favorite Christmas traditions as yeah. as we were decorating our crimbus tree. Which it was. It's the Maurice Sendak uh, produced edition of The Nutcracker. Oh, okay. Which is so fantastic. I me the Maurice Sendak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I know I've talked about this before because we watch it like every year, but update, still a treat. Still a treat. Uh-huh. Okay. That old Tchaikovsky. 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 He could spin you a tune, I'll tell you that. It's true. He was a tunesmith, that was his trade. He was dropping bangers back in the day. Yeah, he had um, fire fire, eggplant emoji. Uh Uh-huh. Eggplant emoji. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: was his shit. Peach. This was that fire fire eggplant emoji. (laughs) Peach, tongue water drop
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that was that stuff. always with the water uh-huh. drop yeah <laughs> that's how tchaikovsky rolled back in the day yeah we always watch that while we decorate the tree we usually follow that up with uh with chris's vacation oh uh but we had actually knocked out the tree decorating by the time we were done oh so we haven't watched that yet but i know that i've got to because yeah that's well, just a fucking classic you gotta yeah. watch that every you gotta, year gotta get into it i mean what do you want to do do you want to pay the penalty fee
1: I don't. That's true. There is that... I believe it's $400 now, right? Uh-huh. $400 rate, penalty the fee. The interest rate's what'll really mm-hmm. get you, though. That'll get you. But yeah. Everybody
0: be sure to watch Christmas uh-huh. Vacation. Are you owe
1: Chevy Chase $400? Yeah. Well, if and you're he will come this, after it, yeah. too. Yeah,
0: and he is racist.
1: <laughs> he is. Oof. And, and he's, he's got back pain, so he's yeah? never really happy.
0: Man, uh, you know what? It, it does make it kind of hard watching... Watching uh classic Lampoons Christmas, just knowing what a gigantic piece of shit that guy yeah. is. Not yeah. Not a nice guy, really. He's not a nice guy, really. Not I haven't watched not really love nice. actually yet either, now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, there's eight a, is all next missing a lot. David?
0: I haven't seen Scrooge this year. No, I haven't either. Jeez, man. I haven't watched any of the Christmas carols. How Carol. are we
1: ever supposed to even feel kind of Christmassy in this episode? I don't know.
0: Oh, man. We'll just have to believe in Santa Claus real hard. We're going to believe in him as hard as we can. Yep. That's a good idea. Yeah, so I got to get around to watching a few more Christmas classics. I'm kind of behind. But, you know, again, we were doing some stuff this week where we were just kind of working, doing some things around the house. And it's just like, well, let's put something on that we've seen. Yeah. So just kind of on a whim. And I think because the first time that we started watching this show was at Christmas several years ago. Uh, we just decided to start like rewatching the first season of Glee. Okay, I know. Which that's the reaction is okay. Okay, because that seems like something that would be very high on the list of like stuff Ben probably fucking hates. Yeah, I would assume. Have you ever watched Glee? No, dude. Okay, I cha- I challenge you this <laughs> to watch. Go watch Glee. the pilot episode.
1: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it's it's written by the guy who
0: created American Horror Story. I'm assuming it's well written. It's so different than what you think you're getting yeah. into. I'm serious. Like I I hate all the fucking high school musical shit. I hate singing shit. I, I hate all of it. Yeah. But especially the first season of this show is like surprisingly good huh. and much weirder than you'd think too. <laughs> Just watch that pilot episode. You'll I see might. what I mean, man. You'll see what I mean. You I'll can throw do it. it on the pile of things. I believe I'm, in I, you. I might do Two fifty lift more. Pain is weakness. Leave the <laughs> body. <laughs> I believe in you, dude. That's how I
1: sound when I work out. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's I'll just nice. be on the the <laughs> treadmill like
2: swing <laughs> <laughs> the body. They're
1: like, you're jogging.
0: What is, what is that? Why is there so much pain? I don't get it. We also watched a movie that I didn't know anything about, and Kate just kind of pulled it up at random. I was like, "Do you want to watch this?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Mm-hmm. Book smart. Oh yeah, yeah. Olivia Wilde's movie. I haven't seen this yet, dude. You are going to fucking yeah, love. This I believe movie. I will. It is hysterical. Okay. It's really it is like 50% broad city and 50% yeah. super bad. Doesn't it have that chick from Ladybird? I she in Lady don't Bird? know. I didn't recognize anybody from it no. so I'm not sure if anybody in it was in Ladybird, but I might it. be wrong about that.
1: One of the girls in it was in something I've seen recently and okay. I just
0: conflated it with Ladybird. Anyway. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's fucking hilarious. Like it's one of those deals where You know, because of our age and the age of the characters in the movie who are still in high school, it's like their high school experiences, I would imagine, quite different than two white dudes in the mid-30s. Definitely different than yours. Definitely different
1: than mine, yeah. But,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, So, I'm sure there's a lot of things in there that I don't really necessarily get the the relevance of or whatever. Right. um, Because I'm old. Old, old man. man. That's you. That was always the easiest boss in Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> old, man was, old man. Yeah, you take him first to get
1: old powers. <laughs> that's that's how you really beat Businessman. <laughs> yeah. You fake a heart attack. <sighs> and then he's like, "Oh, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> am I legally liable?" and then his head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the but the high school experience of these girls and stuff all just seems very like believable and very relatable and stuff and uh yeah i don't know it was it was fantastic yeah. really fucking yeah funny. i've heard
1: i've heard really good things about it
0: yeah i would recommend watching that
1: yeah it's on hulu
0: right i think so hulu yeah. Hello. and uh last night while i was editing some video we had bad santa on in the background oh okay yeah still fucking hilarious yeah bad santa was on at mob the other day was, oh yeah that's right yeah. that's right i still haven't seen the bad santa 2 i have not either i don't know anybody that saw it Huh, that's probably not good for the producers of Bad Santa (laughs) 2. Probably not. (laughs) But but it's weird because it's one of those deals where, you know, myself and a lot of other people fucking love the original. Yeah. But then it's like, I think that we also just saw that, like, this is kind of a self-contained story. I don't need more of it. Exactly. it just came out
1: so much later where it was like, why would anybody want this yeah why pick this
0: up now yeah you know
1: it's like super troopers 2 i never saw that that's kind of the same deal right because
0: that's one of those ones that like when we were in college it was always on everybody Uh, was always fucking quoting that movie and leader leader cola and stuff like that super troopers 2 came out Mm. nobody went and saw it we
1: were slipping meows in as we were serving tables i would do that all the time i do it
0: in my videos all the time still and sometimes people notice all right meow (laughs) yeah did he say the people got me like at four minutes, 18 seconds. Did he say meow? Uh-huh. Of course I did. <laughs> it's quite intentional, I have, you know. I, I love having things,
1: because, like, you know, I remember jokes when I was little that my mom would make that were references to stuff that I never saw. Yeah. Like, just stuff that when she was little, she probably only knew it from a
0: reference stuff where she was like you know like when that train almost crashes through the movie screen and it freaked us all out you know what I mean
1: yeah and I'm like mom that didn't happen to you I mean <laughs> like that was, that was several years before you were born <laughs> but no like I, I, love, I love like the inside jokes from things that kind of don't persist like certainly that movie is funny Super Troopers. Will people watch it in forty years? Probably rarely.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: like, our like if we had kids, our kids would probably get the meow joke from us doing it to them, but then their kids would have no idea what that is. Mm. Like, it, like it's always interesting to me that these inside jokes that are they're memes that just die and won't have any real impact in the future Hmm, because they're not like i mean super troopers may be considered a classic in 40 years but i'm gonna i doubt it
0: i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna not bet on that i think
1: yeah i would doubt that it'll be looked at as like comedy classic yeah so it'll just sort of die i always wonder like how many of those awesome things throughout all of human history have we lost like, how many awesome uh, inside jokes did the Spartans have? I, I mean, I'm sure they were all brutal, but... That's
0: a good question.
1: Yeah. Like, hmm. Remember when we left that kid on the side of the hill to die? <laughs> <laughs> what a little bitch. He was crying.
0: <laughs> Whoa. It was pretty bad. It yeah, got dark. It was really dark. <laughs> Yeah, those are jokes that... It's okay that those died off, I think. Yeah, I think maybe we don't need that. Spartan humor, quite strident. Spartan humor. Quite strident. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. This is indeed the time of year for watching movies that we have seen a billion times because, you know, we all have our traditional favorites that we like to watch every year. But there's also movies that we all like to watch all throughout the year, no matter what the time is. (laughs) And for me, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is one of those. I have seen all three of these movies so yeah. fucking many times yeah uh, since they came out and since they came out on DVD and stuff i mean i have that first run dvd box set of the extended editions and i've wore them some uh-huh. bitches out i had Steve. them on vhs have you ever watched a movie a lot of times i i i <laughs> That's have <good> set up right <laughs> i have watched times movie many um maybe we should talk about movies that we've seen a lot of times Maybe we should. Maybe before we start reviewing the Lord of the Ring, maybe we go to Preview Palace.
1: Welcome to the Preview Palace. It's me, the elf from last week. I'm back.
0: Oh, no. Fuck Get away, everybody loves me. No, Best no one loves you. Ever. No, don't Bye. recur. Don't become <laughs> recurring well <laughs> Bring back Baja Jacket Guy bah- hey, <laughs> hey It's me <laughs> Hey what are you guys doing You wanna smoke some weed <laughs> Oh Baja Jacket Guy <laughs> You never know When to pump the brakes
1: He doesn't He's always smoking that weed
0: Steve I've seen these movies So fucking many times And it's You know It's the deal where you have Like vast swatches Of the movie memorized Yeah Whether you want to or not Because you've yeah. just been Exposed to it so many times But I know that this is not The only movie for me that I have like partially memorized. Whenever, no. when, and I'm sure you're the same way too. So whenever we start talking about movies we've seen up mm. a fucking, fucking jillion times in your movie watching career as yeah. a pro level movie watcher. <laughs> That's
1: true. We are professional movie
0: watchers. Passed up the amateur. We have been paid to ago. do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, true. There we go. <laughs> what are some of the ones that come to mind for you that you've seen so fucking many times? Um
1: well When you said this last week, like, you said you wanted to do this, the first one that actually came to mind is Dragnet. I
0: remember you saying that.
1: What a oddly specific movie that is. Okay, alright, I stayed with my granny in Buford, Georgia one summer. And just to preface, this
0: isn't the Dragnet that came out like 10 years ago with... Uh,
1: No, no, no. This is the one with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd from, like,
0: 1980-something. I mean, the thing is, is, like, when you say it, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, it's just like, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, if you saw it, you would see why it appealed to a young boy who was getting to watch HBO without any, like, supervision. Because they're uh, they're girls in bikinis. Oh, look out! But then there's also Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd being funny hunks. Now I don't think this movie stands up. I am not I've ever gonna. Seen it. I'm never gonna watch it again to find out. I only want to remember the summer that I saw it probably five times a week for two months. Holy moly, dude! <laughs> it came on every single day yep dude and i, I would remember just let like it
0: play during those early days of like yeah when you'd get like a free weekend of stars mm. or a free week of hbo or whatever yeah. any of these like movie channels that we couldn't afford yeah they would be on all the time because it was like oh my god we get a premium movie channel for a second and they would show the same like five movies in rotation yeah over and over and over i remember this one time it was during one of those That's time how periods. i saw killer
1: clown spider space so many times by yeah? the way it came on showtime that and uh critters Oh, damn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there was this one time that we had one of those free weeks or whatever, and I think it was like me and my mom and my brother were all sick. We were just sharing oh, the classic man. family cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I've like, been there. Everybody's laid up on the couch and stuff, and they were showing specifically Mr. Holland's opus. Okay. And that thing you do. Asshole. Asshole. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so what I always remember that fucking movie yeah. by. And beautiful cold. <laughs> When he's singing that song to his son, yeah. it's so like Forrest's lame. It is um, watching that and that thing you do. Uh-huh. I mean, I have huge. I've seen of that, that movie thing memorized. you do a
1: number of times too. Still good. Yeah, the O'Neater. the O'Neater. Captain Geach, yeah. Shrimps,
0: Shacks, Shrimp Shack Schooners. Isn't that right? That's <laughs> yeah, what they are, just I like. believe so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shrimp Shack Shooters. There we go.
1: The thing that I remember most from Dragnet is the rap song at the end. That was Tom Hanks and Dan oh, rap Aykroyd song. rapping.
0: I bet that they sound great. Yeah. Not like super white at all.
1: Nope. It is. Boy, it's, it, it's some flow, boy. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> they uh, bring the fire icon eggplant emoji.
1: Yeah. It's it's not cool, though. Oh, no. I mean, it's Tom Hanks rapping. It's exactly what you
0: think it would be. Well, I have to watch it because, I mean, I I want to see it just based on those two names alone. You? I mean... I remember watching the, like tv show on nick at night when i was a kid and <laughs> it's it was always like this like is boring i guess
1: it is kind of like that because it's uh shoe phone uh no that's that's good smart, smart. <laughs> never mind fine <laughs> if there was a shoe phone in Dragnet it would have improved the movie okay yeah. it would
0: have made it better yeah. <laughs> what about you Ben?
1: what's what's one that you've
0: seen dude one the of the ones night? that i can remember watching on like endless repeat when I was a kid, and I still have... I mean, you could just turn it on, and I'll just start ripping off lines uh-huh. nonstop. Motherfucking While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I have seen that movie.
1: I should not have started taking nope. a drink of yeah, water. Yeah, almost
0: got you a spit take on what? that one. Dude, I have seen that movie so fucking many times, yeah. you wouldn't even believe it. I mean,
1: it. again, this is all like... This is... Most of my list, I would say, is from back in the day before streaming, when you just didn't have a choice. I think it's where my my love
0: of beautiful brunette women probably yeah. started,
1: and your your idea of getting a mate by waiting till they go into a coma and then <laughs> pretending that, <laughs> that you're together trick, the whole time, like you do. You know,
0: I think it's also b- began my distrust of Peter Gallagher.
1: Oh, I understand that those eyebrows. Who's
0: gonna trust that guy? Old big lip, fucking fish face, Peter Gallagher. <sighs> Look at that guy. Rawr. Who's gonna trust him? Get
1: out of here, Peter Gallagher. Nobody needs you.
0: Nobody wants you.
1: Nobody loves you. Get out of
0: here, <laughs> out. <Todd Lethko. laughs> Jimmy Stewart, out. Dude, I watched that movie so fucking many times. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those deals where it was at a relative's house where they had like you know five VHSs or whatever. Yeah, and you just have to watch one of them. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. It was either that or um. What else did she have? She had like fucking I don't know, Citizen Kane or something uh-huh. like that. So it's like, well, I'm gonna watch while you're sleeping again. Of course. So yeah, that one is permanently Citizen Kane, on my not brain.
1: interesting to a child. <laughs> no, <laughs> I tried it. I can conf-
0: I can confirm. Yeah, not, not interesting. interesting. No, pretty dull.
1: Uh, speaking of those movies that you watched just because it was what what you, you had, had on hand, yeah. there were two of those for me that when we first moved in uh, to my my. Mom's boyfriend's house, which was next door to a graveyard. This is when I
0: lived in oh, a basement yeah. next to a graveyard. Right, right. When we you lived in an Argento movie.
1: Yeah, when I lived in the basement next to the graveyard. we When we first moved there, we, ha- we got a VCR. He had a VCR that he let us use, but we only had two tapes. We had Golden Child. Okay. And we had Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. So... Yeah, I mean, they're both great movies. I've seen them a million times. Wow. I like I think it was around that time that maybe like the millionth time I'd seen Golden Child that we started convincing my mom to let us rent movies. <laughs> 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 Cuz it was just like we didn't we didn't have cable or anything. It was just those two movies and it was like Fall, so it's like, what do you do? There's not a whole lot to do as a kid. Yeah, stuck it's cold inside. outside, yeah. stuck inside. We've watched these movies a
0: million times. Hey, mom. It's only a couple bucks, please. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, is, like, I would like to say that the fact that we, like, rewatch the same movies over and over and over and over when we were kids is because of things like, yeah, availability and yeah. Like, cost of renting movies and stuff like that. But yeah, but kids
1: also just do that. Kids still just do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like all of my all my friends that are parents are just like, if I have to watch fucking Frozen or yeah. Moana one more time. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the thing is, is, like, Moana's pretty fucking awesome. It looks great. Yeah. Kids I, said Frozen 2 is really good. Oh, I,
1: I liked Frozen. I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet. Yeah. But again, I've only seen Frozen twice. So. I don't
0: even know how they made a sequel about a bunch of people getting stuck on top at ski Lift. <laughs> I don't even know how
1: they did it. That's an interesting movie. It's we not good do, at all. It's not
0: good. Terrible movie. <laughs> it's very interesting, though. Yeah. Kids just be watching the shit out of the same movies over and over and over. They so those really are, do. Those are two that you just have. Like,
1: uh, yeah. Those are two that just... I know them backwards and forwards, like so many of the lines in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade are just stuck in my head and wow. come up at random moments. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Or also, ah, 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 want the knife? <laughs> get, that comes to my head a lot. When somebody like stutters over an eye. Yeah. That, that from Golden Child. <laughs> it's like. Just stuck in my head. It's not even that funny of a joke, but as a kid, it was hilarious. So it just will always be there.
0: Dude, one that was hilarious that I watched a million times when I was a kid that I know is foundational in shaping my sense of humor is Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. My brother and uh-huh. I watched Airplane, airplane. so many yeah. fucking times. That was
1: one I watched with my grandfather a number of times. It's yeah. still hilarious. Still, that yeah. movie is still uh-huh. hilarious.
0: I mean, if you like that, if kind you of like humor. that kind of,
1: yeah, a lot of people hate that kind of humor, yeah. and that's fine. You're not, you're not going to be into Airplane, Naked Gun, Hot Shots, all of those. I would say fit in for me as movies. I I saw a lot as a kid and with my grandfather. So like, they really stuck in my head because totally. it was like family time fun time you know
0: i've been really wanting to go back and watch like hot shots and stuff like that lately i haven't seen those ever did watch hot shots uh
1: i think probably like six or seven years yeah. ago uh and i thought it was still really funny like lloyd bridge is hilarious Dude, but he, uh, he's an airplane as well yeah. oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you had just like a small crew of dudes that were kind of in all of those. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen was in tons yeah. of that shit, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Air- he's genius. Airplane is one of those men that it's so stupid. Yeah, it's and just so ridiculous. Ir- it's just like out of nowhere, anything goes for any reason. Yeah. It doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that really did shape my sense of humor when yeah. I was a kid because I just loved how random and pointless I- it all was.
1: <laughs> June Cleaver speaking Jive is hilarious. Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Amazing dude. The guy with his <laughs> drinking
1: problem. Food don't want no help. Food don't get no help. Throws water in his face. Yeah. God, dude. Yeah, so again, good. that's a real stupid humor. And I i guarantee like if I had never seen those movies and I saw them as an adult, I'd probably be like, eh, not but I have such positive associations with it from childhood. From seeing those types of movies so many times. Speaking of those, Mel Brooks movies. Oh, dude! And yes. specifically for me, uh, Men in Tights. Yeah, I've, I've seen saw Men in Tights. Tights so many times.
0: That and Young Frankenstein are the ones I've yeah. seen the most. Well, I
1: actually saw Blazing Saddles probably more than Young Young Frankenstein. Oh my god, Blazing Saddles! Yeah,
0: is fucking amazing. It's one of the best comedies ever made. Yeah. Uh, We watch Young Frankenstein every year with my wife's family, so I've clocked in at least 19 or so views of that, Uh which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, Men in Tights is one of those. It's just like any time, whatever, just put this movie on. Yeah. Men in Tights is one I saw
1: in the theater. My mom took me and my sister and dropped us off at the uh, College Square Mall in Morristown. Oh, yeah? Tennessee,
0: yeah. It also has a dope rap in it. It I does. said hey, yeah. I said hey, yeah. <laughs> love it, yeah. Same here, man. Those are on my list as well. I've, I've watched the shit out of those and continue to love them. And again, it's kind of weird where it's like there's that that level of of stupid humor that's in an airplane and stuff, yeah. And the Mel Brooks stuff, it's smarter. It's smarter, yeah. like, but it's, it's also still but really it, dumb. Yeah, that's the, yeah,
1: that's the genius of Mel Brooks is that he can be smart, but also talk about your dick and it's funny
0: yeah good stuff i see myself watching all of those movies and the lord of the rings and some of these other ones that i'm sure i've forgotten about just forever like i don't think i'll ever get tired of watching these yeah you know even if they ever did one day to you know decide to remake lord of the rings uh, it, they will eventually yeah, i know they eventually and it, it might will. even be better golly i have a hard time imagining it'd be, it'd be tough better. it'd be tough but you know it's possible I mean, aren't
1: they making a Lord of the Rings show for Amazon? yeah, that's right. They are. I'm interested
0: in that. I forgot about that. Boy, I hope they handle it with care.
1: Yeah, they probably will for a few seasons and then fuck it up like...
0: Like everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let us know on the Facebook page and stuff some of your all's favorites that you have watched the fucking shit out of in your life. I want to know what you be watching. There's about to be a beer break Uh uh-oh is it beer time time for a co-beer time for a co-beer
1: we got some co-beers in the fridge and ben's gonna grab them
0: all right steve i got ourselves a delicious co-beer from our friends at ballast point brewing company this is their delicioso grapefruit sculpin yeah you've had this
1: before right i have yeah this is a i mean it's it's a staple beer at the grocery store yep
0: and it's one of those that used to be kind of hard to get, a little bit harder yeah, to find. But now it's pretty widespread. Pretty dang available. You can get it for pretty cheap. And it's like a seven percenter, I think. That's it actually smells great. reasonably potent. Yeah, I every time I've had it, it's always been good. So I got a sixer on a whim there the other day at the grocery store. Grocery. And I remembered it being more grapefruity okay. than it is. But it's still just a great it smells very grapefruity. Beer. Let me, yeah, I haven't had it in a little while. Go in there and wet them whiskers and see what that does to you. Again, just a very enjoyable one, just to knock yeah. back a couple of in a night. You're That's not going to get tired it's of it. It's not
1: very grapefruity. It is very. It's got the bitterness kind of of uh, grapefruit, but not really that nice tang to it. Right. But it's it's very much just like
0: a sort of skunky IPA. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, bueno, bueno, bueno. I enjoy that. Yeah, overall, Ballast Point makes some really good stuff. I think they also do a a pineapple sculpin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not too sweet and sugary anything. It's got a little bit of dryness to it.
1: Yeah, everything I've had from them has been very drinkable. Yeah, definitely. They seem to know what they're doing over there. An
0: enjoyable brew. Yeah. Now, Steve, let's get on to the subject of this show, which is going to be the Lord of the Ring, a fellowship of an ring. (laughs) A fellowship of Anne Ring. Uh-huh. When did this come out, Steve? Is this like a 2000 and ma? 2001. <sighs> 2001. A little after the world changed, Ben. Oh, shit. The mm-hmm. world is changing. Never forget. Yes, indeed. All right. So. Is this the first time you saw this movie, Steve? Yeah, this first time it. ever. I had
1: never even heard of it. What is this again? Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring.
0: No, did you I see it in theaters. I saw this
1: in theaters. Okay. This one's the only one I got to see in theaters, though. I was oh, in yeah, Russia while. Oh, yeah, you stuff. Yeah. So, I, I saw this one in theaters, was super excited for it. I watched the Hobbit cartoon when I was a kid and really loved it. The Did Ralph you watch Bakshi. The, the Lord of the Rings cartoon, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, I was very interested in this. And I tried, whenever this was coming out, to read the books. I had never read the books. Okay. And I couldn't do it. I they, could not uh, you know, get into the way he writes.
0: You got to get out of the Shire. Yeah. You got to get out of the Shire. That's right here. Which is, uh, it's a lot of it's the It's very descriptive. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, so I couldn't get into it. Never have tried to force myself into it. I am going to try. I'm, my New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution last year was to lose weight. And hey, I did it. New Year's resolution this year is to read more because as i've said in the past like maybe a month ago fuck reading (laughs) like i just (laughs) i i have i've not gotten back into it in a long time and i i want to try to force myself to read these books because people that like these books fucking love these books, and it's a very deep lore and there's a lot there and i that's the exact sort of thing i love to get into so if I want to like it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, it's definitely not lacking in um, substance. Yeah, or a fleshed out universe. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: He invented languages for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I, actually, really, if you get into it, like, he kind of wrote this story as a means to to invent a language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like the elf language was kind of the main thing he was doing. Uh-huh. He's like, I guess I should write a yeah, book he, around. this. Tolkien was
1: a linguist. Yeah.
0: Fucking. Crazy shit. So when you yeah. saw this in the theater, were you like blown away? Were yeah. you in love? I was blown away
1: by the moment that it started the opening narration. Same. It yep. was just like what, because the music is perfect.
0: Yep. Immediately. Absolutely. So immediately
1: sets the tone. Good God. Yep. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to that moment because I, I was on a double date and I'm remembering the people I was with and it's like I, they weren't the most fun people. Oh. And I had. An awesome fucking You had time to have all the fun. By myself,
0: yeah, watching this movie. I loved it. Dude, it's one of those things that I remember leading up to the release of this, you know, seeing the, the advertisements and seeing the trailers and stuff, which the trailers were all, like, pretty vague. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know the weight of this material by the yeah. name. We don't really need to show you a ton mm-hmm. of the movie. It just had little soundtrack bits and some narration, and it was, like, very dark. Yeah. And I remember, I remember being so excited... Um, to watch these movies and finally see this story that I heard about my entire life, Lord of the Rings. And this being one of those very rare times where you sit down in the theater and you watch the movie that you've hyped up so much for yourself and it absolutely 1 million percent fulfills. Yeah. You know, I've had so many times, what that are, you know, you get stoked for a movie yeah, and you watch say, it. Yeah, like, oh, I was to say, what are some others that have it.
1: really nailed that for you? Though. Like, because I would say when I first saw... Uh, batman in the theater well i i remember it as
0: like michael keaton batman yeah yeah yeah
1: i remember as a little kid just being like this is the best like just really enjoying myself totally
0: yeah the first iron man was that same way yeah oh my god they actually did it yeah did it right
1: yeah it's real nice to have that just full-on like have such high expectations and to just get them not only like hit those expectations but exceed it
0: to be more than you can imagine. And then know that you've got two more installments coming. it was so exciting. I remember that. Yeah, it was a really fun time because kind of like leading up to the release of this, this is right when I started getting to know um, Kate and her family and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And Kate had told me that her dad uh, was like really huge into the Lord of the Rings books when he was in college and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, Kate's dad got so into the books that he like almost failed college cuz
1: he was just reading the books
0: all the time. He was soaking yeah. it all up. He was yeah. like learning how to write in Elvish and yeah. stuff. I mean, he went all in. And you got to think like I feel like it's easier to be a nerd now that we have the internet. Yes, it is. Cuz you can just yeah. google this stuff. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like what's the the Elven alphabet, whatever. Show it to me. Show it uh, you know, there's probably like apps and stuff that are like write the, my we'll name teach. in Elvish. I was going to say there's
1: probably an app that'll teach you the yeah. Elven language.
0: But like back then,
1: if you wanted to really be a nerd... You had to go out of your way to be a nerd. You had to go
0: out of your way yeah. to do it. Yeah, exactly. The and information people didn't look available. at you weird. Yeah. Like,
1: being a nerd was hard to be. Totally. Because they'd be like, what is this teenage boy doing in the library when he could be out drinking and fucking or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So he got really, really into these books and stuff. So leading up to the release of the movie, I know that he was really stoked and he said that it, like, it really looked like they were kind of nailing his idea of what these stories would look like and stuff. Uh-huh. So we all went and saw it like as a as a fam, mm-hmm. and again we were all just fucking blown away. Yeah, like, I remember that's great. I remember watching these in the theaters, being like, "This is what people must have felt like when they saw Star Wars in the theater." It's like our generation's yeah. mega epic, yeah, turbo blockbuster that just annihilated everything we've seen before it.
1: Yeah, I think it, it had the benefit of some time between its initial popularity and becoming uh, a fully realized film
0: not like Game of Thrones or something where it's like the books are still going let's start making the series right yeah
1: Yeah. so it it benefited from a lot of thought going into like trying to detangle the story because I know Tolkien writes it in in not such a linear fashion Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little more all over the place so you got these people who are so in love with this book that they detangle like What happens when and like what's the proper order of everything. Right. And then you're, you know, 50, 60 years later going to make a movie about it. It's probably like it's going to be fleshed out pretty well. Yeah, it's going to be go one of two ways. It's going to be either the. The absolute asshole executive who has no idea what he's doing, but he's heard people talk about this book yeah, and yeah. just wants to get the it's fucking out made. It's so whatever, just yeah. put it out. Or you have the people who've been reading it their whole lives who are like, all right, let's get other people who are obsessed with this book and yep. let's all sit down and just flesh this out. How would we make this? If we could make our dream Lord of the Rings movie, what would it look like? Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see what happens. When you get a whole bunch of people that give a shit together. Yeah. We talked about that with like the, the Marvel movies and stuff. Yep. Like Favreau and them are mm-hmm. just fucking geeks that love yep. these stories. And, they and because they love geeks.
1: it, they, they take care of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's exactly how I feel about this movie and the rest of the trilogy. It doesn't feel like there was any compromise to anything no. along the course of making this. Whether yeah, that's a, any so. budgetary constraints to set design and costume and yada, yada, yada. Like, it doesn't feel like they ever skimped on anything. It's like they really did just get together yeah. and say, let's make it as perfect as humanly possible. And of course, you know, they did change some things from the story. And we'll talk about oh, yeah. that as we go along here, too. Yeah, but
1: I mean, I can't get too in depth about that because I've never read the books. Like, and for me, I, I started reading some of those differences and it was like reading Greek because it was totally, just like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I have no association with these characters that are cut. Yeah. So this will not be the episode to go to to find the, all the differences between the book yeah, and the movie. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. We,
0: we are not Tolkien scholars no. or anything like that. I have read the books. Yeah. I'll get into that in a second, too. Uh, but only once, I'm by no means an extremely well-versed yeah. reader of the Lord of the Rings stuff.
1: I've heard if you start with The Hobbit, it's easier.
0: And The Hobbit's just an easy read yeah. in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So the thing is, is you know, even having not read the books whenever these movies were coming out, I still felt like I was engaging in an epic, massive, gigantic storyline with so many characters and so much plot and all these different races and locations. yeah. It felt as fleshed out as though I had read the books, Yeah, you know and like every year as these were coming out, you know we'd, we'd make it kind of a family tradition where it's like every yeah. year we all went and saw all three of these in Go the theaters, yeah. yeah, and so it's like this is kind of a, a really important. Uh, movie for me and series of movies for me because it was like at such a formative important time of my life where it's just like i'm getting okay it's family and stuff yeah. and you know uh first you know real serious girlfriend mm-hmm. and yada, yada yada it's like all of these were very important things that were going on in my life that's when i started working my first job and things right. like that too and uh so yeah these movies will always be like milestones for me yeah in terms of just my human experience you know
1: yeah i mean say for me i i went and became a mormon and mormon missionary within that time yeah yeah and Big changes big changes i'll i will always sort of associate the because lord of the rings is actually pretty popular among mormons yeah For it's uh i mean it, the way it builds the world out kind of is reminiscent of scripture mm-hmm. and that's kind of what Tolkien was going for a little bit, especially with Cimmerillion.
0: Oh, absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. There's a lot of bagats and bagats yeah. and so on in there. Uh
1: but it, it it it's really associated with that time period for me, but then as I've continually watched them year to year, they've grown with me. Like yeah. Yeah. each each time I, I rewatch them, I, I see them differently. I see a different perspective. I think now I see a perspective that's far less um far less in tune with what i would say the the actual message of the movie is okay which is gandalf's consistent message that like everything works out because everything has to basically mm-hmm. like that's his conception is that everything has to work out i it, know it will
0: it'd be all right mm-hmm it'd be all right
1: and yeah and i know i i can look at the movies and be like yeah, I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> because <laughs> you're a real powerful wizard with friends who know what they're doing. And because you all are really good, you did this. Pretty so,
0: easy to pretty easy for a bunch of fucking white people getting together to do something to feel proud about what they yeah, did, huh? This movie,
1: boy, I mean, this movie has no one of color in it at all.
0: I guess not. I didn't think mm. about that until just Except
1: now. Except that the Urukai are all played by uh, Maori tribesmen. Are they really? Most of them, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and most of their stuntmen are locals and stuff. That's cool. Uh but they're portraying the villains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. And that's kind of true throughout the entire trilogy. It's almost is like that, an old Amy?
0: an old white English guy wrote the book yeah. or something. Yeah,
1: it is almost <laughs> like that. But and uh, and Tolkien stuck, or not Tolkien, fucking Peter Jackson stuck to what Tolkien said, you could easily, and I would imagine if they remake it, they will probably mix that
0: up some. Because
1: you easily could. It's like, I have never read the books. If you told me elves were black, okay.
0: I don't think it, it's one of those things where it's like like the Hermione thing, where I don't think yeah. it ever really mentions, also they were all white. <laughs> you know? Like it's never really they hung up. out and had white parties. Yeah, they ate exactly. mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Spice, had pancake booties. spicy guacamole <laughs> yeah it's never just really stated as far as yeah.
1: I know Yeah, I mean, even if it was it doesn't matter I don't think like in when they do the, the show or whatever I'm sure they'll have
0: well the Hobbit more, was a little bit more diverse too yeah it was it? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. They include, I, I think there were black
1: elves I think there's
0: like an Asian looking dwarf in there or yeah. something. I think they did mix it up in there I
1: think they mixed it up a little bit and there's no reason not to but, uh, I mean, also, there's no reason for Peter Jackson at the time. Because, it, I mean, it, diversity has always been something we needed, but it wasn't always something that was mandated. Right. And mandating it is why we're seeing more representation now. Right. These studios are saying, you need you need more up, representation. Y'all. And that's a good thing. It's it's improved the value of, of, of what people are creating. Sure. But Peter Jackson was making this at the time with that that wouldn't have been a mandate, but Peter Jackson also can't be faulted because he did. He used a ton of local New Zealand Maori tribesmen. He used he went local with everything. Honestly. Oh yeah, like, he's he's, th-
0: he's a Kiwi pridesman yeah. for sure, man. I, I, what a workshop is all. Yeah, New we as well. I, we
1: should actually like let's just d- go through the production a little bit, the pre-production specifically, because I I want to illustrate just how much peter jackson stuck with new zealand yeah yeah so he began working He just had the idea like somebody should make this lord of the rings into a movie so he'd been a fan since he was a kid of the books and stuff uh, yeah he actually became a fan from the cartoon
0: i never did see the cartoon i don't think i want to say like i saw bits and pieces of it when i was a kid but i might be remembering the dungeons and dragons cartoon Maybe. So I remember making it making me feel really weird whenever I watched yeah. it. Yeah, you know. It, yes, me too.
1: <laughs> yeah, they made me feel really weird. I the, loved them, but they made me feel weird. That Just like dark Crystal. animation was weird. It dude, was man.
0: like it didn't look like a cartoon that you watched when you were a kid. No, it was all. very strange. All that backsheet stuff is fucking amazing, yeah, dude. I like it. Yeah.
1: So Peter Jackson he began working with his storyboard artist. In August of 97. He's used the same storyboard artist since uh, brain Dead,
0: And he's a obsessive storyboarder. Like yes. Every fucking shot of this movie yeah. was storyboarded mm-hmm. out. Which, I mean, honestly, when you're dealing with something of this scale... You need to. You have yeah. to. Yeah, because
1: everything in the shot costs money. Like, yep. everything has to be designed. Everything has to be figured out before you well, even...
0: Especially the way they did it. Like, this was before yeah. the age of, I don't know, make it all CGI, you know? Yeah.
1: So he he commissioned at this time 97 again this is before nineteen ninety seven. this is before he's even sold the idea to anybody or found out who has the rights whoa he, he gets Richard Taylor from Weta Workshop to start creating his interpretation of Middle Earth like what would he think it would look like what would the design, the costumes the creatures, what would that look like
0: well and let's back this up too by the time 97 came out I mean, everybody knows Peter Jackson now because of yeah. these fucking movies uh, and stuff. And frighteners, stuff. yeah. He's he just directed frighteners with Michael J. Fox. So like, so that was what he'd done leading up to this. That was yeah. His he's biggest he's swing. a kind of big name at this point. And but he'd also done fucking Dead Alive, which we've done here on yeah. the show. Yeah, he didn't meet the feebles like he. Bad he taste. Was, yeah, he was he was a schlock director kind of. For that, that's the thing to me yeah. that's so crazy is like, imagine going back to when Dead Alive came out. And telling like New Line Cinema, hey, you're going to hire this guy to make The Lord of the Rings. And he's going to make you one of the billions biggest franchises of dollars. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that just seems like a, a, an unlikely choice. It's almost like a Hobbit story in a way. Huh. The unlikeliest of creatures. Whoa. The ring <laughs> fell to him. <laughs> yeah, pretty Aww. much, man. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy for me to think about him getting his hands on a property this big and this important when he'd never done anything even remotely of this scale. No, yeah. mean like you said some schlock really cheap yeah funny gory ass awesome stuff
1: he's uh, proven himself as a great director but he had not dealt with the level uh, like who who like how many directors have dealt with this level of Of film
0: epicness yeah yeah and and just wrangling this gigantic of a production yeah i mean cuz
1: he they would be running three different crews units, yeah. at the same time and he had a satellite link to each of them and would be directing each one of these That's three wild. different crews directing different scenes like
0: there's footage of him watching like the dailies and stuff uh-huh. you know just the shots they got that yeah. day of like all four units like on four yeah. different screens at the same yeah. time like That's the crazy. guy the, the guy like dude I don't know.
1: He slept like four hours a night while they were making That's this. That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Like, what I really wonder about is during this entire whirlwind of production that went into this, which lasted years. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, it how la- fucking it tired last- are you all the time? It
1: lasted a little over a year, but then they also had the to do... The pre-production. They had to do deal with pre-production, and then they had to deal with uh, doing pickup shots yeah. once they figured out how... Because, like, they were still figuring out how they were going to edit it together as three movies... Because it, the novel was released as three sections, but it was never meant to be three stories. Mm-hmm. So they were still trying to figure out how they were going to make three movies out of all the stuff they shot. So then they would have to do pickup shots to make whatever they've determined they would edit together make sense. So That's he's nuts. still working on the movies up until
0: like 2003. I don't know how one man juggled this much stuff in his head well
1: it that's the thing is he was smart as i said he went to his his storyboard artist christian rivers okay, yeah he he went to his uh normal people who do all of his effects What a workshop he went to um once they 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 got Going, he went to noted Tolkien illustrators Alan Lee and John Howe to do the the production, the, the conceptual design for the whole production.
0: Which is so amazing because those two guys mm-hmm. are just integral to the visual yeah. language. Everybody of the who world. knows Lord of the Rings would know those two and their work. It'd be like imagine if when they made the first X-Men movie, they went to Rob Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little pouches everywhere. Yeah, little pouches little everywhere. Little cocaine. But yeah. <laughs> is that what those pouches are? Yeah okay that would make cocaine. so much sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again you see from the get-go that the give-a-fuck was yeah. very high it's yeah, like so, I, I could just get some other illustrator to design yeah. this thing but i want the fucking guy yeah Which a story about him even tracking down mm-hmm. alan lee and stuff is is crazy because that guy is like a damn recluse at right. this
1: point yeah the, these the, i mean they're artists these are guys that weren't easily found in the public eye and stuff but it, the idea was he, he wanted to go with people he knew and trusted and that the Lord of the Rings fandom knew and trusted. That's so, what I was going to say. Is like, yeah, yeah
0: the fans already mm-hmm. love these guys that are working on this movie from yeah. the ground up so if,
1: if you so if you get then Alan Lee to design the, you know, Minas Tirith. Oh, my God. D- and it's going to look like people think of Minas Tirith.
0: Yeah. Well, and, uh, and Peter Jackson talked about how, like, a lot of the designs and stuff... Or, yeah, some of the castles and towers and things like this yeah, were just, like, based on Alan Lee illustrations that yeah. we'd seen back in the day. And that might have just been, like, a partial, like, here's just the doors uh-huh. of this uh of So this you bring of in like, Alan Lee and say, what's okay, so what's the like? rest
1: of it look like? Yeah. yeah,
0: and then it's so cool because then for Alan Lee, it's like, can you imagine being that guy that illustrated one of the, uh, well, some of the images that people associate with one of the most beloved fantasy trilogies of all time? Yeah. And then you get to see your shit come to life. Dude, that's so cool. I mean, you know, like to make that, it real. You could have never, like, he probably
1: never thought that would happen. Oh, yeah. He's weird as it. shit, too. I you see the interviews with him?
0: <laughs> no. There's a bunch of stuff with him on, like, the extra features and stuff, uh, and he is weird as fuck. And
1: then John Howe, the other illustrator, the thing about him is that he's not only, like, uh, an artist known for illustrating Tolkien, but he's also an armor expert. And really? Really? So, almost all of the armor design is him and it's it's designed to be like real armor real functional yeah to be functional to be wearable i mean most of it's made of plastic or light fibers and stuff so people can wear it but it's it's made to look like steel yeah and things the the one major difference between john howe and tolkien is that tolkien was looking at setting this more in the uh, early middle ages so it would be more scale and chainmail armor. Okay, yeah. But the thing about the chainmail armor is that it, apparently the people who had to link together these tiny little plastic links to make all the chainmail armor for the the whole production they they ended up rubbing off their thumb prints. Good lord! From because it's just these tiny little
0: rings. Tiny you rings. Have to, have to yeah. Be- Fucking glued together by yeah. hand. They showed some of that in, in some of the the making of stuff too, where yeah. it was these two fucking guys uh-huh. in this little room with this machine <laughs> that over extruded and over these and over. plastic rings. Yeah. And yeah, it's like it's not like it comes out as a full sheet. Right. Like they had to individually stitch every yeah. one of these fucking things together with like glue. Yeah. John Reese Davy said that like I think one of the armorers told him that his entire costume piece that he wore was like 80,000 fucking rings. Holy fuck. That they had to individually yeah. loop together. So you, you see why John
1: Howe went with plate armor? Cuz yeah. it's easier. A little easier <laughs> to work It's easier. With like if you were you were doing that the entire time for everybody's armor, I mean, the scale armor would have been easier. I mean, they could have maybe done scale armor, but the expectation if you have scale armor, you're going to see more chainmail as well. So just go full plate. Like John Howe just made a smart budgetary and time decision. Yeah. But yeah, the, that that is one complaint about the armor I've huh. seen in this is that that's not how Tolkien wrote it, but Okay. it was it was a smart budgetary and time decision. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Well, it's crazy too because like Again, when you watch the the making of stuff, and they're talking to those two armories that did all the chain mail, uh-huh. it's like you would think that they'd be talking to them, and they'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this whole production. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. No. I got arthritis. Like I went cross eyed." Mm-hmm. No, it is seriously like when you when you listen to Scatman Crothers talk about working on The Shining and just what an honor it was, and he's like yeah. about to break into tears. Even these guys that link together millions literally millions of tiny plastic rings yeah Yeah. all alone two guys in this little Uh. fucking box doing this for years wearing off their fucking fingerprints they were like it was the best experience of my life i do it again in a heartbeat because they're making something they love
1: that's i mean it's it just shown over and over and over with each of the people involved in this is that they loved the thing before they got there right they wanted to make the best possible product And then they got into an environment where it was like, oh, that's what everybody's doing? So they're just having a ball. They're really enjoying themselves. Well,
0: there had to be that real synergy going on where it's just like the actors cared, the directors cared, the production team cared, where it's just like everybody's got to be feeding off that energy. It's almost got to be like when you're in a really good band and the whole band is vibing because everybody's right. so stoked about what you're making. It's
1: like, oh my gosh, we're all good at this and we like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: totally, totally. So it, it had to be a lot of synergy and stuff working on the set. And dude, on the subject of of the armor and stuff like that that you're talking about, it's so amazing to me to see the level of, of detail that went into everything and the level of thought that went into how all the characters are outfitted and armored and uh-huh. even how the different cultures armor and outfits and stuff look yeah. compared to some other race or whatever yeah like the, did you notice the Urukai don't have any back plates on their armor because they would I never did. run away oh
1: i did not notice that yeah. and that's awesome
0: yeah they've got front facing plate and yeah that's it yeah no back armor or That's awesome. like that really cool and they were even talking about like the fucking stitching on um on striders cloak and stuff how it's like they want it to look like something that once was really nice that was maybe gifted to him, but then uh, he's worn and, and, you know, wore it for miles and miles yeah. and miles, so it's had to start to be stitched and frayed and blah, blah. I know, blah. yeah,
1: I know that Vigo Mortensen was, like, he was very involved in his costume. He would, like, yeah. rub mud on it himself, like, the way he thought it would have mud on it. Wow. From, like, people the crew apparently loved vigo mortensen because he was like way into it he would take his sword with him everywhere yeah he, he got would, really into character yeah, he would just go fishing because that's what strider would do that's really a, yeah that's what aragorn would do he'd just go fishing so he'd just go fishing
0: oh it's so cool yeah. man vigo seems like a real a real hunk yeah yeah, that guy. He's a good-looking dude. Smart yeah. guy. He's mm-hmm. got a big hog on him. I bet so. Yeah. Uh, multilingual. Oh wait, I I have seen his dick in Eastern yeah. Promises. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, I think it's in that, in that movie or History of Violence or something. Yeah, he, he's, he's always in It's Eastern thing. Promises
1: where he has the fight in the spa or the 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 banya. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So he's a real catch, is what I'm saying, ladies yeah. and, and gentlemen, or whoever Yeah, whoever's down. Robots. Yeah. Vigo Morton. Vigio morgenstein as <laughs>
1: mac on always signing calls awesome. is that so yeah.
0: what do you think is it about time to crack open another code one yeah year? man we polished off that sculpt and it didn't put up much of a fight
1: it really didn't honestly this thing right here though that's that open it's it's like after you get over the initial
0: bitter taste yeah.
1: it's just super sippable it's nice right yeah
0: yeah and again it's one of those that you can get a six pack for 10 bucks yeah. so you don't really sweat it if you crush a few of them in a night now this guy right here though, this is going to resist us a little bit. Oh yeah. This okay. is a strong boy. I introduced you to this yes. one over at Merchants of Beer the other day. Yeah, and
1: I'm glad we're getting to have it uh on the podcast cuz this is so interesting. This is to me. some
0: wild wild yeah. shit. So this is the untitled art dragon fruit sour IPA. And untitled art. I don't think we've ever done any of this stuff on the show, but we had yeah, one we have
1: we have had them. But I don't know the if we mother did it on episode the show. Yeah. with Lindsay.
0: We had one there, yeah. and it was that pineapple turpin. Yeah, or whatever you, d- you didn't like it. I, I hated
1: it. Yeah, Lindsay and I liked it, but it, it was very that yeah, those terpenes were fucking. It
0: was just like drinking prominent. pine salt to me. It was terrible. It was very piney. Like yeah. it was. It was one of the only beers that I've never finished. Where I was like, I just can't even finish <laughs> this. So I was kind of skeptical to to try this out, but I actually happened to be at the bar like a week or two ago, and a guy ordered a couple of these, and uh, it's a it's a friend of mine that I know down there, and his girlfriend absolutely hated it. Could not Seriously? stand it. Yeah. And he's like, do you want hers? She's totally not going to drink it. And I was like, yeah, I'll have that. So this is their Dragon Fruit Sour IPA, and dude, this thing is wild. I know. Dude,
1: sour... It doesn't even begin to describe this, by the way. It
0: is face-puckeringly, like citric malic acid, punch in the fucking face. God
1: damn. It tastes like, and this is how you described it to me, a watermelon Jolly Rancher. And that's exactly what it is. I
0: think it, it's more, you know, honestly, it's more like a watermelon warhead.
1: Oh, yeah. Because the 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 sour. Yeah. It just persists. It's a dragon it get, fruit.
0: and I don't know what that tastes like, but it tastes like watermelon. Yeah, I assume, yeah, I assume... <laughs> Is that it? is fake watermelon just oh dragon God, fruit, dude? Like I was prepared, I knew how sour it was gonna be, and it still just like makes the base of my jaw clinch up. Have you ever had takis before? takis yeah.
1: Okay, you know how it has that like sourness to it. Totally, that just keep makes you keep wanting. It's like
0: lime powder. Yeah, the
1: same with this. Yeah, where it's so sour, and you set it down, and then you're it's like your mouth immediately is just watering for
0: more. <laughs> That's exactly what's going yeah. on, totally, dude. Yeah. Mm. And it's crazy, too, because, like, a lot of sours, you know, it's like by the time you're halfway done, you're kind of acclimated to it. And it's like, not it's not one. really sour anymore. Like, you'll taste it and be like, yeah, it's kind of tart or whatever. Right. Every sip of this thing it's is, like, sour. getting fucking punched in the face.
1: Yeah. And, it, like,
0: <laughs> we're saying this
1: because we like sour candies. Oh, I love it. If you like sour candies, this shit. You need this shit. Yes. In the- your life you need this and you need that cocktail that roger made us with the oh sour patch kids and the gin <laughs> yeah holy Perfect. shit that was so good mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's the thing about this too is like it's different than other sours like whenever i have a sour from like wicked weed or something it has that bacteria sourness yeah to it. yeah and can be kind of like almost bile at times yeah. at its worst but it's usually very good yeah but this is more like the powder on the outside of a warhead man yeah it's again that and citric that, acid malic acid thing that might be it.
1: it does say contains natural flavors they might they might actually be using just straight up citric or malic acid
0: that's possible yeah it's but a punch in the face whatever it is it's awesome yeah i'm a big fan i'm gonna try out more of their stuff they started carrying more untitled art yeah um around tennessee i don't know where they're from like wisconsin or somewhere i think yeah, it i don't see
1: is it, i don't see it on here yeah, somewhere. Oh yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, Wanaki. Well, they know how Warnakee, to. Wisconsin. They know how
0: to make a sour beer. I don't really get the IPA out of this at all.
1: Well, I think the IPA part is the six point
0: six
1: alcohol. That's volume. probably up. <laughs> I stumbled over that because I <laughs> got a little buzz already. Yeah, that's um, that's crazy because it's so light for yeah, it to be it 6.6 alcohol
0: yeah i've noticed though that a lot of sour beers like the more sour they are the more they can mask yeah. massive alcohol that's content. true true most hours aren't very high but i've had well i had that one this summer that was like 14 percent. right <laughs> you could not tell because it was so tart it's crazy man Dude, this is so good though yeah i know dude
1: Fantastic. all right so let me tell you a little bit about how he shopped this around and this is gonna involve Harvey Weinstein. Boo! Boo. We hate you! This is funny that we're talking about this today because it's just like um, yesterday, maybe, that he showed up at court with a walker. Like... I guess trying I'm to look like he's feeble. old, but then like somebody had taken pictures of him earlier at Target, just walking around. No way!
0: Yeah, <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> dummy! I hope that guy fucking gets buried yeah. under the jail. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck you.
1: So they took it to Harvey Weinstein, and Harvey was you know trying to to work it out. He thought it was a good idea. Basically, the idea they had was they wanted to make, uh. Three movies. They wanted to make The Hobbit and then make Lord of the Rings into two movies. So The Hobbit was the first plan. Yeah, well really? yeah, that was early on, but it got kind of lost pretty early where Harvey was basically just like, Look, you're gonna do better trying to sell just Lord of the Rings. Uh and so they they dropped that and then they were trying to sell two movies. Uh, and at first there were some struggles with getting the rights and, and who actually owned the rights, because they were trying to get the rights from this one guy who owned the rights to make a movie of it, but he didn't own the distribution rights. Where It was crazy. A lot of red tape. Yeah, there was a lot of shit going on, and eventually um, Peter Jackson was offered by Warner Brothers to direct King Kong.
0: Which is his dream project. Which was his yeah. dream
1: project. It was the movie that made him want to make movies. So he... There was some conflict there. He wanted, of course, to make... Uh, this this upset Harvey Weinstein and he went to Warner Brothers and there was a big argument and they basically ended up just uh, offering like that uh, Warner Brothers would get the international sales from Lord of the Rings and uh, Miramax would get the international sales from King Kong. if that had ended up being the case, Warner Brothers would have won way more yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the Weinstein's kind of soured on it. Bob Weinstein decided he wanted it to be one single movie, and be he, he wrote this like this short sort of uh, treatise on it that that cut a whole bunch of stuff that they originally wanted to do. It cut the battle at Helms Deep, and come on, like that's that's the entire second movie. What a
0: dumb dummy
1: yeah anyway so he he wanted to cut it down to one and at this point they had about 30 minutes of footage that they had shot and so peter jackson started shopping it around and he ran
0: into our old pal bob shea bob shea yeah from new line cinema new the Line House Cinema, bill yeah, yeah bob shea who is uh i mean you know cool enough for this podcast a a horror luminary yeah yeah, we've talked about him a ton of times, especially when we've talked about uh, Nightmare
1: on Elm Street. But uh, Bob Shea, he, he looked at what they had, and basically, he was like, this is great, why not three movies? Yeah, it doesn't need
0: to be two, make yeah. it three.
1: Yeah, and the idea for that was actually just because the budget of each one of them would be lower, and then you... Would most likely recoup that lower budget per film.
0: That makes sense. So
1: it, it, it seemed like a, a bigger gamble, but it's actually it was more it was less of a gamble considering they had already sort of started the production. Yeah, yeah. So he decides you, you shoot three films. So they they went on now with uh, now with new line. No more production problems. Really, after that, it was all just the major problem of how do you shoot at three different locations simultaneously and have one guy dealing with this every single day. And yeah. uh, like, you know, the major problems of, of shooting a movie uh, The of this logistics scale. must yeah. have been
0: unreal. Because, yeah. I mean, then you're also talking about figuring out what all is actually going to be an actual set, what's going to be a soundstage set, right. the yeah. multiple different scales of sets they have yeah. to have for Hobbit Homes I mean, and stuff, and every- what's going to be CGI and... Everything Dude, was being shot
1: in New Zealand and large portions of New Zealand are protected. So they had to be very careful with and, and there actually was some, you know, some negative impact on mm. the environment because of the production of the movie. So yeah. they, they tried their best. It, it was almost impossible because of a movie of the scale. You're going to end up with some problems. But yeah, sure. They They shot all over New Zealand. Gorgeous. Oh, it dude. just looks yeah. amazing. Uh, th- this
0: movie is, is what brought New Zealand to the rest of the world. It yeah. showed everybody like, yo, this is like one of the most diverse, yeah. beautiful countries and it's like Earth. another world. Yeah. 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 All that different terrain. It's so it's easy gorgeous. to forget that like, that's all the same tiny ass little island. <laughs> it's a pretty small island, yeah. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I mean, it brought it brought the tourism industry in New Zealand yeah. millions and millions and millions, probably billions of dollars by yeah. this point, you know? I would
1: say. Uh, yeah. Because people... People are still going there, still wanting oh, to see. I still want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to go to New Zealand.
0: So when they started shooting, how long did they actually shoot and did they shoot them all sequentially or They shot well, no.
1: I mean, uh they They shot They all shot, three they shot at the same all time, three right? movies at the same time over Good a Lord. period of about 440 days. Wow. So the way they would have done that is locationally. They would have done each location. The actors probably would have been moving around more than any of the other stuff. You just set up in the location, bring the actors that you need to the location, get all those shots, go to your next location. Um but basically what was going on as as they were filming, they were doing rewrites. As cuz like as I said, they 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 had about 30 minutes of a filmed material that they were shopping around to Bob Shea by the time they found out they were going to be doing three movies. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they didn't find out they're going to do three movies. They're already in production. So that's why now they man. know they're doing three movies. They're getting all these rewrites day to day. This is a
0: recipe for failure. Oh, absolutely. Of the time. Like, and what, a
1: huge failure. Cause yeah. it's so big.
0: Well, again, it's crazy too, because usually whenever you hear these stories about like, yeah, the director was handing us new pages every day. Yeah. It's usually disgruntled actors being like, "I didn't know what the fuck to do with my character. Right. He kept changing shit. Like yeah. none of this is planned but out." But what
1: they were doing mostly with those changes is making changes that people wanted. <laughs> like they were yeah. they were going with the actors and going with their their, uh, you know their Academy Award winning, uh, seamstress, uh, Nagila Dixon, and and going with their designers and things and saying like these are the things they can do well. Let's make it that. Yeah. So the rewriting wasn't uh wasn't a negative in the process. It was more of a positive. And but you're still getting tons and tons of changes. And so basically what they're doing is shooting all the major elements and then going back and editing it into three movies. So that meant tons and tons of reshoots and like uh other shots to just sort of make what they've thrown together makes sense
0: yeah because yeah you can't just like drop the story in the middle of it like the end of the end of part one and the end of part two all have to have some kind of a period at the end of the sentence you gotta end with a big battle or whatever yeah because again
1: Tolkien just wrote it as one book and it was released as three separate
0: uh chunks chunks yeah yeah
1: but it was one book so there was no real story in the middle the middle is is not uh, a beginning middle and end ever it's always just middle
0: yeah so to yeah, turn cuz it's history yeah you know? to
1: turn 2 towers into a movie was was hard no doubt man yeah. no doubt but wow you know f-
0: honestly though whenever you say they shot for would you say 440 days for
1: about 440 days yeah
0: i mean in terms of like shooting schedules that is a fucking long time yes it
1: is it's a long time to have people and to be able to like work on like making things at least easy on yourself in the edit and, and making it so that in the future you, you don't have to go back and get so many shots because you thought of it ahead of time. Sure. Yeah. So they, they definitely got a lot, but they were still working on it through 2003. But
0: then too, when you talk about shooting that long, it's like, wow, that's a, that's a ton of footage. But then you're like, they managed to get three, you know, minimum three and a half hour long movies. Right. You know, over 10, 11 hours worth of movie footage. Not yeah, even speaking of what, what got left on the cutting room the floor. The extended edition, I think, totals at 11 hours and 50 minutes or Good something like lord, that. lord, man. And I think I, I heard somewhere that like the original cut of this movie was even longer. It yeah, was like fucking there's five even hours. more than... Yes. I would watch that. I would too. I would Give do, yeah. me that cut. Give me that, yeah i'll sit there and watch all fucking five hours of it no problem man i was
1: trying to i i wanted to watch the non-extended edition and didn't get a chance i watched the extended edition two and a half times before Uh, we we got to watch it
0: you just gotta watch the extended yeah
1: but i wanted to see what the difference is and i i I, there's some things that are obvious like the all of the the scenes with galadriel and stuff that are you know her giving them the gifts and things that 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 wasn't in the non-extended edition right though it seems like some of it should have been for and there, sure there's but. probably
0: a lot of just kind of like downtime fuckery with mary yeah. and pippin that's just yeah. like yeah hey, it's not really and story with the essential. hobbits
1: early on actually a lot of the extended part are the early parts it it kind of flows pretty much the same once you get into
0: the Out second the act. Shire. yeah well, that's the thing that's crazy about this is like You know, again, going back to that no compromises approach that I was talking about that they took with this, like the movie starts, there's this eight and a half minute recap Uh that is narrated by Galadriel, Uh (laughs) which it's like, you know, if you just watch the commercials for this and you're not like a Tolkien guy, you go to watch this and you're like, oh, it's a movie about Elijah Wood. And it's like, who's this lady talking? (laughs) Who's this? And it's like eight minutes forty five seconds or something like that of recap of the Great War mm-hmm. and all that kind of shit with the big fight with Sauron and uh, or sorry Sauron and dude Sauron's armor and that opening battle oh, and shit so cool oh my god I always thought that Sauron was a full CGI creature no that's no, a dude that's a dude yeah they, that's, uh, they built that his armor name? Sala saul Baker. Is yeah. he a tall man? He's, he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. Serial <laughs> crusher <laughs> even. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Absolutely unreal. And again, the detail and stuff in that armor. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. So awesome. Although I got a question, his choice to go into battle wearing his ring on the outside of the armor. Questionable that is, choice. That
1: is a questionable choice. I mean, I don't know. Jewelry is my turn. Does he does he exist as a singular entity? Like I don't I don't know any of the the lore the mythology honestly like,
0: i'm trying to remember if he was, had like a corporeal body or if he was just basically the ring you know manifesting itself in a suit of armor right i don't yeah. clearly remember yeah you know i don't know um,
1: anyway but it looks fucking awesome oh man we're treated yeah. to
0: that amazing opening battle sequence and then after that you know then you finally get into the shire yeah you're in the shire for 45 minutes uh-huh. of this movie
1: yeah yeah in the extended edition. Yeah. In the non-extended edition it's a, it's a bit shorter. There there's a lot more party scene. A lot more smoking weed. I know I I know Tolkien was probably just referring to tobacco, right? But every time I mean, they say weed, like I'm like that that is what it seems like they're doing cuz tobacco doesn't make you that chill?
0: No. Well, they do talk in the book a bit more about how like yeah, it, it makes them feel relaxed and giddy and silly yeah. and yada yada it sounds like they're smoking some of that old sticky icky dude i
1: want to get me some out of old toby a little bit of long bottom leaf I, I went to leafly uh, do you know leafly leafly no. is uh it's like a marijuana compendium that basically oh. it's like when somebody tells you what a strain name is go to leafly it'll tell you what that strain is a lot of times people are lying about the strain but old toby is an actual strain of weed and when i read about <laughs> it i was like that's what I want. It was like basically like you feel creative and happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. Cool. That's, yeah. That's the thing I like. Get in me, Toby. Get in me, Toby. Get in me,
0: dude. I want
1: some of that fucking long bottom leaf too. What's up with this? No doubt, man. <laughs> yeah. We've
0: got to find out about it's, it.
1: It's the finest in the South farthing. So. so they say. So they so say. They
0: say. Yeah. And yeah, it's dude, it's like 45 minutes before you even really get out of there, which yeah. again is... Kind of like the book in a sense, so yeah, yeah. After I and and
1: probably why they cut a ton of that for the non extended edition, because for a movie that's too front loaded for a first act, probably,
0: probably. And and again, that is pretty similar to the book. Like I was saying a second ago, like whenever you get into the books you have to get out of the shire before really anything yeah. happens but in the book that's like 150 pages or something <laughs> like that so after i had like been in love with this trilogy of movies for like uh-huh. years and years and years um that's when kate and i started our whole thing where you know anytime i'm driving the car she's riding in the passenger right. seat maybe i'm washing dishes or whatever reading to each other exactly she'll reading in books she'll do me a read do you a read yeah let a man dance you let a woman read you <laughs> that's the analog. Let me read you. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds creepy when you say it. Mm, it was. <laughs> so, Kate has dictated the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. you' read the entire book aloud. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot of book. That's a lot of read. That's a yeah. whole lot of book. And I got to tell you, the books are, are awesome.
1: I, I okay. do think... I really need to get into them.
0: I do, I do think there could have been some editing. <laughs> but yeah. Tol- Tolkien apparently was just like, I refuse to have anybody edit this. This yeah. is
1: history yeah that's how he was making it yeah, yeah exactly
0: you don't go through and edit stuff out of the history book
1: yeah and that that's what Peter Jackson insisted on when he was trying to sell the movie it's like this has to look like this is not a fantastical realm it's a historical like replication of the story being told yeah. because that's what Tolkien was going for it's, right this is the history of middle Earth right yeah. yeah
0: and that's the thing is like his angle too is that you know, Britain doesn't really have any mythology of its own. Even stuff like right. King Arthur and all that is very heavily borrowed from French mm-hmm. lore and stuff yeah. like that. Like he was like, "I need to create." Wait, a Wait, white people
1: been stealing mythology?
0: <laughs> no, what? Impossible. It's first time in history. Only time. <laughs> white people never steal. People can't anything. even have stories anymore. <laughs> white people got to take them too. Why? <laughs> We're assholes. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, about sorry that. guys. So anyway, so yeah, he was initially just trying to write a mythology for britain yeah that's and, a cool and, idea yeah and it is but at the same time it's like it doesn't necessarily all make for thrilling reads no I, have as, you read the mabinogian
1: no, no. Uh, some of it's interesting most of it's boring what
0: is that it's a uh, it's irish mythology oh. celtic mythology okay mm-hmm. run right on but yeah in the in the book all the stuff about the shire it starts off with like telling you what a shire year is and how a shire year is different from the rest of the world and well, the rest of the world was at this year. The Shire year was at this. Wait, do they, do they age like dogs? It's kind of like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just takes forever to get going. Honestly, like all this history about the characters, like you know, again, if you're writing a history, yes, you need that. Right. If you're yeah. telling a story, no, you don't need that. Well,
1: and that's uh, that is what George R. R. Martin was trying to perfect, I think, with Game of Thrones. The is, balance is the balance yeah. of making, because like I've heard not smart people who've sat down to read game of thrones and they've been like and then this person just dies that's not like history and it's like <laughs> that's actually, it's actually a exactly lot like history. how history works these
0: people are doing things and then they die kate was walking down the street the other day and there were two like college students like walking is right in front of her right behind her or something. Uh, and the like bro dude was talking and he's like you yeah, have my my classes you're kind of a drag i've got this um uh, Middle Ages history class, it's just really a slog. I'm not into it at all. I really figured that I like Middle Ages history because I loved Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 That's what Kate said. She just wow. laughed at him. <laughs> Those are two separate
1: things. <laughs> Those aren't even remotely the same yeah. thing. <laughs> you realize wow. that
0: didn't happen, right?
1: I, uh, I've i taken... Uh, Halfway uh, through
0: this mess, we've <laughs> not even talked about the Targaryens, bro. <laughs>
1: When I when I was in college, I took a number of like early English lit classes, and that history is so interesting. I don't know how somebody would be bored by it. Like right. American history, I think is pretty
0: boring. But like oh, European man, I history, love American history, yeah,
1: yeah. But well, the the American history that you're taught is the boring part. The real interesting,
0: just God, it's still so sour.
1: If you're if you're not a huge fan of American history, just look up Smedley Butler, and,
0: Smedley. Butler Colonel
1: Smedley Butler. He was he <laughs> was a approached. Silly name. He was approached in the uh, post World War Two uh, era by a bunch of rich men and asked if he would lead a coup against Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
0: <laughs> sick. Okay. Yeah. Amer- American history is really interesting. It's but yeah. Anyway, so when you read the books, like it does, definitely feel very much like a history. It's like it's not really a compelling. I'm telling you a story. It's, this is a story that happened as a part of history. Yeah. And obviously the movie did make some changes. It's like you said, it's like I'm not well-versed enough to tell you everything that they changed, right. but I'm going to say for the sake of telling a story, I think that they made great choices. Good.
1: That's good to hear. I I mean, I've heard that from most people I know who love the books. They also love the movies. Yeah. And it's it's a separate. Got it
0: all wrong. Yeah.
1: It's a separate sort of thing, but it's not like they're watching it through, like, you know, gritted teeth, like, I can't believe they did that. They're really enjoying the movies as much as they enjoy the books, but they're separate experiences, of course. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: And, you know, some of the things that changed too is like Arwen. Uh, is a much bigger character in the movie yeah, than she yeah. was in the book. She didn't have all that much to do, and I'm so glad they expanded her mm-hmm. character.
1: Yeah, well, they got Liv Tyler, and she it's was a good start. Yeah, she was kind of their their big Hollywood star on on the film. Like if right. you look at it at the time, at that time she's the only major
0: star. Aerosmith's daughter, dude, from,
1: from Hollywood. I mean, you know Christopher Lee and and Ian McKellen, and John Rhys Davies, Veteran like they're actors. veterans but they're they're English. She's she's the big American git. So they expand the role a little bit. She actually wasn't on set as much as everybody else, but she seemed to just fit right in with with everybody. Yeah, totally. Most of her interactions are with Viggo Mortensen. I mean, she doesn't do a whole lot of talking to anybody else, but
0: I just noticed this time around too how much deeper her voice is than usual.
1: Right. Yeah, she's going for some like real sultry, but like Yeah, mystical and wise. Yeah, Yeah.
0: like if you think about her voice in like Empire Records and stuff like that, like her voice is much, much, much higher than it is in these. For some reason, I don't know, I mean, it's it's a cool choice that she did, but she sounds way different. Yeah, she does. I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: and I I know like, I like what they did because I like the character, I like the strong female character they gave because I, I know that in the books, like, basically Frodo has to get away from the ringwraiths by himself after a certain point and like he's the one who's at the river when they're about to cross and then it's Elrond and Gandalf that make the river. The water horse thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's so, it flows so much better to have Arwen do it. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. Absolutely so. Yeah, so there are definitely a lot of changes from the book but I don't really see anybody bitching. I mean it's like yeah. There's there's always things whenever a book is translated into a movie where hardcore fans of the book absolutely hate the movie. I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean, fucking Stephen King hated The Shining, for God's sake. Right. You know? Yeah, it,
1: it's not... It, it, it doesn't matter necessarily if a hardcore fan of something doesn't like the adaptation. Because it... Uh, boy, my mouth...
0: Dude, I'm telling I, you. I'm telling so you, the sourness <laughs> does not lay off. No. Mo. <sighs> oh. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I'm halfway through, and it's still just yeah. like, oh, God, brutal. Yeah, I love it. Great stuff. Anyway, so uh, what were we talking about? So they they got the production going. Got and the stuff. production
1: going. Uh, so they're casting as they're making stuff. Basically, that's unreal. Elijah Wood was the first cast. Uh, he he was up against some some others. There were, like a lot of people, but Elijah Wood was kind of the one who won the role pretty quickly because yeah. he was a big fan of the the books and he sent Peter Jackson like a tape of him in costume as Frodo oh, wow. like he was way into it
0: in his little short pants. Mhm. That's cool.
1: They they also considered Jake Gyllenhaal, which could have worked, maybe. Could've I like Hall, yeah. Yeah, I think that... Especially think the that, darker moments he could have probably done really yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: yeah, like Elijah Wood, I like that he has just such a, a, a youthful innocence yeah. about him. kind of um, childlike. It works perfectly for yeah. the, the first part of this story. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. As it got darker, I could have seen Hall doing just fine with that, uh-huh. honestly. That would have worked okay. Uh, Ian McKellen was
1: cast pretty early on. They also considered Sean Connery. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just want you to no imagine way. this movie with
0: Sean Connery. You're Fly, <laughs> you shall bash, Fly, you fools. Speak the word of friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my God, I just dude. can't
1: see him doing it. No. But no. They, they also approached Patrick Stewart, who didn't like the script at the time. What? But. This, again, as I was saying, everything was changing. They were casting people as they were shooting. It could have worked. Yeah.
0: It could have worked Patrick Stewart
1: could have worked for sure, I think. But it, you know.
0: But, dude, I mean, he's got such a great voice, but. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's voice is just so fucking perfect, man. Yeah. And he's got that, like, tall, stretched out, like, sinewy Mm. look about him that I think suits Gandalf better. Like, Patrick Stewart, I think, is more just a normal build kind of guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Ian McKellen has that more yeah, wizardly kind of body Much more talent.
1: wizardly looking, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that, that ended up working he, out just
1: fine. He had just gotten the role of Magneto and just shot the first X-Men whenever wow. they got See, him that, for this. That's so
0: weird for me because I think of X-Men as being like way older than Lord of the Rings. Maybe just because this has aged a lot better. But yeah, X-Men was 98, wasn't Something like it? that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this
1: definitely aged better than that first X Men. The second X Men looked better. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they put as much into the first one. But so Vigo Mortensen was not the original Aragorn.
0: They apparently shot some stuff with some other guy,
1: Stuart Townsend. They shot. I don't know who they shot is. a bit with Stuart Townsend. If you saw his picture, you'd recognize. Okay, him. all right. Huh. The problem with him that Peter Jackson had was that he he looked too young. And the thing we know about Aragorn is he's older than he looks, but he's supposed to look like he's in his about 40s. Yeah. So he just didn't like, Stuart Townsend just looked too young for
0: him. I love, I love his look as Aragorn, too, because he looks very believable as this guy who is, He's been mm. rode hard and, and put up wet, yeah. you know? He's got yeah. that kind of facial feature and skeletal features that... He does. ...look like skin stretched over bone. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Like, butter spread over too much bread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so,
1: the person they first considered that, that Peter Jackson wanted was Daniel Day-Lewis. To play Aragorn? Aragorn. Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day Lewis. I know he could fucking he could do anything. It could work. He could do anything. You know. It's, I think uh, again, he might
0: take too much attention. That's the thing, right? Because
1: Aragorn, uh, that the thing I love about Viggo Mortensen's Aragorn is that he is never the center of attention.
0: No, he's not, and yeah. he's like the fucking king's heir and stuff. Yeah. But he does always kind of like take the background seat and yep. just. He's not like a reluctant hero where he's like, right. I, I shouldn't be involved in this. No. He just kind of keeps his mouth shut and does work. Right. You know? Yeah. So
1: Daniel Day-Lewis could have done it, but I think he'd just draw too much attention because you'd be like, that's fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, Nicolas Cage was considered for Aragorn.
0: Aragorn. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine how bad the movie would be? Oh,
0: it would get so weird, man. It would get get so so weird.
1: So bad.
0: just He couldn't do it. No. He couldn't do it.
1: Even if he tried to play it straight, which I don't know what that is for Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That may be Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss might have been the time he was like, I'll play it straight, I guess? Yeah. And they were like, that's straight? Gotcha. (laughs) Low key. (laughs) So somebody who really wanted the role... Not surprisingly, is Vin Diesel.
0: Vin Diesel? Yeah. He no. he
1: loves Dungeons and Dragons. He's a super big nerd. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, he's a huge nerd. Huh. Yeah. He he's uh, It seems like uh genuinely might be a fun friend to have. Seems like a cool cat. Right, but he's not like he just doesn't fit the role at no, all. Like put a no, put a wig on him and Nah, I can't what see do you it. got? Yeah, No, I can't see it. Like he, I I'm glad that he liked the role, but he, he's just
0: not right for it. So they brought in Vigo after they had already been shooting. Something.
1: Yeah, yeah, they brought him in and he just immediately took to it. So fucking perfect casting there. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. Just like Michael J. Fox coming into Back to the Future, or yeah. just like, oh, okay, this is what this movie's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, this is fun. what it should have been from the beginning. Right. Go. Got it. <laughs> um. So you know we got Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan for uh, uh, Peregrine and, and Meriadoc. They're perfect, awesome. Dude, John Rhys so Davies great. so great as Gimli. Oh my god, poor guy. The, the he's tree beard
0: too. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. He also yeah. did most the tree beard. But the the prosthetics. He had the most prosthetics of any of the main Yeah. Cast. Yeah. And it like started drying out his skin and breaking it out. Yeah, and stuff. in the
0: interviews and stuff, it was saying that uh, he was talking about how he had some kind of really weird reaction that basically yeah. gave him like extremely severe eczema around yeah. his eyes. Yeah, so he could only film every other day. Yeah, because uh, it was this long application to put the prosthetics on. Yeah, good Four god, hours. man. Which really, it's like you think there's not much going on there, but really when you look at Gimli, you're like, yeah, that doesn't look like Johnny that's Yeah. His
1: nose is not that. And the thing is like you, that's, that's what happens when you start shaping someone's face with makeup is you change their nose. Well, now you got to change everything around it to make it all blend together. It looks like a fake nose. Otherwise it just
0: looks like a fake nose. Right. And that guy, uh, I mean, he was such a fucking trooper about it. He was all in just like everybody else was, but Mm -hmm. some of the stunt people were talking about how like, okay, because of all the prosthetics that were on his face, and because it was flaring up the skin around his eyes and giving him severe, couldn't eczema, see very well. I he couldn't imagine. fucking right. see very well yeah. at all. And so during the the fight scenes and stuff, whenever you know you've got like a, a horde of orcs or whatever coming at Gimli and he's like swinging at him with his axe and stuff, uh-huh. dude. In the shots that are actually John Rhys Davies and not a stunt guy, which a stunt yeah. guy did some of it, obviously, but in the shots that were him. The stunt guy said that he was apparently just not all that fond of like really rehearsing a fight scene or oh, choreography no. and he'd just be like, okay, what's going to happen? You're going to run at me, then you're going to run at me, then you're going to run at me, okay. And he, they said that was like, okay, I guess that's about it. And whenever they would start filming, he was full on swinging at Oh him. no. That's all that he <laughs> and could. He can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, he can't fucking see. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> And so you got dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the thing is that you gotta consider too is that John Reese Davies is like six foot fucking five or something. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. He's the biggest guy in the (laughs) entire fellowship. So you've got this guy <laughs> with this big battle axe who just can't swinging. fucking see what he's doing swinging at you full force, dude. It had to be like stepping into the ring with just a super fucking smacked up, liquored up Scott Hall. Right. Like, he's going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah. This guy is going to hurt me.
1: Did you, you know, <laughs> I, I heard a quote from Scott Hall. Reza Ramon. That was seriously one of the fucking coolest things yeah? I have ever heard. He would he would go up to people that he was about to wrestle and be like, "Hey, I really like your finisher. Can't wait to kick out of it later."
0: Oh shit! Really? <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. Shutting it down before it Shutting even starts. Shutting it down before it even starts. Wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. So so Gimli in this whenever you see it and it's him. He's he's fighting. He's fighting. Yeah, around the world. That's crazy. But yeah, double yeah. duty as as him and Treebeard mm. in the in the two towers. Yeah,
1: they they all took. A a good bit of like fighting training and stuff to try to really make the, the scenes look good. I think, you know, the person who probably embodies their role the, the best throughout this is Orlando Bloom as Legolas. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think in no scene do I ever think that's Orlando Bloom. Like that's true, it's Legolas that you're saying. It's Because it yeah. when you see Orlando Bloom and anything else, he's not Legolas. Like no. he just becomes that's a good Legolas. Point. Yeah,
0: because like whenever you see some of these other people in movies, like whenever I see Elijah Wood, I'm like, Oh, it's fucking Frodo. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Whenever I see Orlando Bloom in, I don't know Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't. Yeah, it's Orlando. It's Legoland. (laughs)
1: Legoland. Legoland. He really just gets Hmm. into that elf mind state and just becomes that sort of like uh, passive observer. I would maybe call him. Like he he's always taking in everything, but he's very confident and in control for sure.
0: Yeah, he always. I think internally thinks he's kind of a cut above everybody. Yeah. Around. Oh yeah, and he, he is, and
1: he is. Yeah. Like I, I mean, him and Gimli, especially. Oh my god! In, dude. in the second part, like, really become like, dude, those two by the awesome. time you reach the third
0: movie are just yeah. like a name a more iconic duo. Yeah. You know? So great. Oh my god! When nobody tosses drake. a dwarf, and yeah. then later on, yeah. he's like toss, toss me. me. And <laughs> 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 they have that
1: drinking contest. Oh, That's yeah. I think maybe only in the extended edition. But like, he's he's. They've had a whole bunch, and like Gimli passes out, and he's like, "I think I feel I'm feeling, feeling it, something." Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. You know, one thing that I did notice this time around, uh, as far as like Legoland's role goes, he doesn't really have a lot going no, on. No, he in the doesn't first do. One. He doesn't do much in the first I one. I mean, he shows up like he's halfway through the, the second movie. one,
1: but in the first one, not, not much. much. Yeah. No,
0: and and he was apparently like, I think, two weeks away from finishing acting school when he got this role. Wow. Yeah, like this motherfucker was still in school and landed this role. And just like shipped away and moved away from his family and went and to New Zealand for over a year to do this Damn. stuff.
1: Where'd we go, Orlando? Glenn. Yeah.
0: I don't think I really realized like this is his big break. Yeah. It's like huge. he wasn't anybody before this. I
1: I mean, I didn't think about that with a lot of these people. Like Vigo Mortensen, what's, he wasn't huge before this. Right. He became Vigo Mortensen. Like, I mean, of course, Ian McKellen, we already knew. Ian McKellen been around forever. Christopher Lee, he was huge as, as Dracula. Like, we knew Christopher Lee. Yeah. But yeah, some, some of these guys. John Reed Davies, of course, was already around, too. But we knew some of these guys, but a lot of these people are coming in, and this is the first thing anybody knows them for. Like, Dominic Monaghan, for instance. Like, yeah, put he him on go, the map. Yeah, he'd go on to have a much bigger career, but...
0: Before this, I can't think of anything he was in. No, no, me neither. Yeah, Christopher Lee was such a real asset to this movie too because he was the resident Tolkien scholar. He reads the
1: books every year. Reads them at least once a year. Huge, huge fan. I read that he met Tolkien once. Right. Apparently he was he was hanging out with some buddies at a pub that some of his buddies knew Tolkien and Tolkien came walking in. This is 1958. Good lord. And uh, Christopher Lee didn't even know Tolkien was still alive. Yeah. But this guy comes walking in and the people at his table are like, Mr. Tolkien, Mr. Tolkien. He comes over. They start drinking and all having a good time. And Christopher Lee goes to talk to Mr. Uh, you know, J.R. Tolkien. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> just starts, like yeah can't talk Dude, to him at, at that's that time amazing. like he was already acting you know but this is tolkien this is the book he reads the books he reads every single year just this guy sitting right next to him having a beer
0: yeah so this he was on set a lot of times too to be such a historian and authority yeah. on the material yeah. where mm. you know he would sit there and tell peter jackson no yeah. this character would be more like this or yeah. You know, that's not really the right look for this. You should like this instead.
1: He actually didn't get to work a lot with other people at all. Like, a lot of his scenes, if you notice, he's by himself. I guess like, so. D- delivering sort of a monologue. So he, yeah. he does get to work, you know, with Ian McKellen a little bit. And with, uh... Shit, what's his name? Wormtongue.
0: Oh, yeah, Grima. Uh, fucking... Damn, Chucky. Brad Dorff. Brad Dorff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does get to work with them a little bit. But a lot of his stuff is alone. He was apparently quite mad about... The way that, um, the way that, that Sauron man dies at the end of the trilogy, yeah. uh, which again is one of those changes from the book that, that I'm, I'm okay with. Like, yeah, do, do you I'm know about the ending it. of the book? No, I don't. Okay. So like after you have all this giant hullabaloo mountain doom, Gollum falls into the, into the uh-huh. lava and stuff, which is
1: a perfect ending. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Then, you know, everybody heals up and recovers and blah, blah, blah. Then you follow Frodo all the way back to the Shire. Okay. And when you get there, like, uh, Sauron has, like, enslaved the Shire. There's actually a vision of this in the movie. Whenever, yeah, 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 Uh-huh. Uh, I is know it, it Merry or Pippin? Uh, Pippin or... Yeah, yeah. He yells the, the Palindeer and, like, uh, he gets that vision of the future. Because he sees, like, yeah. the white tree burning. And yeah. there's a vision in there of, like, the Shire and, like, the, the hobbits are yeah. all in chains and shit like that. Mm. In the book... There's, like, a hundred more pages of this just kind of, like, sort of boring slog of a fight at the end where, you know, uh-huh. then they they later free themselves up and banish Sour Man or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's... That kind of ruins the the momentum it really does yeah because yeah, it, it had just gone because <laughs> you to just the most beat massive.
0: the big bad yeah exactly now you're
1: beating second in command after it makes but, zero sense yeah.
0: yeah it's not good so but you know he was such a fan of the books and stuff that he was apparently a little bit upset yeah that his character died by falling off the tower but again i think that that's actually a change that's yeah. definitely better for the sake of telling a story. i would agree with that for you sure know? again all the changes that made here were to tell a better story Yeah, and that's what it does. To make a better
1: movie, like, it may work as a book, because a book can be tons of things that a movie can never be. Mm -hmm. A movie has to fit into specific beats beats for people to be interested. Yep. So if you got to change it, you got to change it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it would make sense if, say, something like that, like the Saruman fight were before... The final Sauron fight, and it all kind of made sense. But for it to be this sort of sore thumb at the end, yeah, of it's course you cut it. Yeah, of yeah, course it's not you cut better, that. But I could not, yeah.
0: ma- I couldn't imagine anybody better in the role. Good no. lord, dude, his fucking voice—he's
1: <laughs> amazing. Yeah, just that voice He's yeah. so great. Uh, apparently, Ian McKellen was so super excited the day that the days that he got to work with Christopher Lee because. He actually didn't get to work with most of the actors. Most of his scenes are with the stand-in doubles that were children.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's so much taller than them by scale. Yeah, so oh, he didn't actually so.
1: get to do a lot of scenes. He's like, yeah, I get
0: to do scenes with an adult. Yeah. Where we
1: have a yeah. wizard fight and do some break which, dancing. Which then explains, remember on the Hobbit set, he had a sort of breakdown where he just... No, was I didn't like, hear about oh, that. Oh, yeah, he just started like... Weeping, and he's like, he just couldn't do it anymore. Why? Because it was because he just he's never working with adults. He was always working by himself with these kids stand-ins who couldn't even say anything. Like he couldn't even improvise with them for fun. It was just kids stand-ins. Wow. So, like, it's just like, a grueling work over the years of just doing this over and over and over, and knowing it turns out great. Mm. But while you're doing it, it's just torture.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: Okay. But, but man, he.
0: Again, Christopher Lee in this, I couldn't imagine anybody more perfect. No. And again, the way that he plays with Ian McKellen, where like Ian McKellen has that old grandpa kindness uh-huh. softness to him. And Christopher Lee has that more like authoritarian strict edge look, yeah. to him. Fuck, dude. And his castle is sick as shit. It really is. Oh uh-huh. yeah. looks so badass, uh-huh. man. Um, who else have we got?
1: Well, we Kate got Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Man. She's fucking amazing.
0: And again, dude, the fact that her narration starts the entire story, uh huh. I, I think just like every time I watch it, I like that even more. Yeah, it, me it too. Just, it puts you in the perspective that, I mean, the elves, you know, being immortal uh-huh. and so on, like they are. It's like they don't really have. Um, a piece of this story like it, it doesn't matter no to them. yeah
1: to them it's just something they're observing yeah just like they've observed tons of other things yeah, through, yeah. And,
0: and that's how i feel about it whenever you have her opening narration where it's just yeah. like well she's just telling the story because she was there and she and even though these things might have happened hundreds or thousands of years ago she's yeah. still here
1: true and she she is the most objective observer like exactly. she she's able to withstand the power of the ring while while imagining exactly what would happen if she had it, yeah, like she's able to play the entirety of it out and then objectively go, that would be bad, bad idea. and not do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good idea, bad idea. Yeah,
1: yeah so dude. yeah, having her be the like storyteller in this case works perfectly because then we're being told, like, okay, so this is objective. Yeah, this is really how both sides would look. Now, we do know. Just from reading Tales of War throughout history, that there's no way that this would be the objective truth. Like, they're definitely there's definitely some skew as to how evil the bad is and how good the good is. Always. That's okay, how histories yeah, yeah. work. And that's something Tolkien would have like sewn into it. The idea that, like, do the Uruk even exist? Or is this just an elite? Like, just Say for instance, like when they were fighting, when the Romans would fight the the Germans, they would like ca- they would characterize them as animals and oh, stuff yeah, yeah, to yeah. make the soldiers feel like first off
0: dehumanize them. Yeah, yeah, first
1: off, I can't let my guard down around them because they're inhuman second off, I have to kill them because they will take over the world. Yeah. And
0: I can kill them with a clear conscience because yeah. they've been dehumanized yeah. in my eyes. So... Yeah, they, I mean, that's classic war propaganda yeah, stuff. Yeah.
1: This history would be the same. I mean, it would be no that's different. That's true. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's like yeah. May, maybe, like you said, maybe the Urukai weren't necessarily... Yeah.
1: Maybe they were just elite fighters that... Right saravon had but why the tale would,
0: was is their birthed from the dirt and blah, yeah blah, blah. yeah exactly war propaganda and the lord of the rings exactly. a book by stephen spratley uh, what <laughs> i've gotten into academia i love though that they got Kate blanchett and hugo weaving to play yeah. some of the most important elves because mm-hmm. they themselves Looks have like such yeah, yeah like larger than normal totally for human features yeah yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's like they all have an elven mm-hmm. look
1: about them. They made a good choice. Lee Pace is uh, was a great choice in The Hobbit too. Every time I look at Lee oh, Pace, yeah. I'm like, that guy looks like an elf. Looks and, like a damn elf yeah.
0: for sure, man. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. I I love I love everything about her performance mm-hmm. in this. Man. She's awesome. She has just that strength and wisdom, uh-huh. but also something a little bit shady going on. Yeah, you're not sure what she's up to. Yeah, Yeah. she's got those shining powers. Uh Uh-huh. She's like ice cream Frodo, she says. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) She calls him Doc a whole bunch. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, so fucking (laughs) cool. Gimli's like, how'd you know we called him Doc?
0: Dude, Gimli just so falls in love with her, He does. That's Okay, so
1: that scene, I'm surprised that a lot of that was cut from the full edition because it, seems to be real integral for understanding stuff that happens in the second and third movie like what is that rope that sam wise is carrying i know
0: right it's just like oh it's elven rope that's about all that
1: they say how does how does uh uh what's his name crap fuck which one? Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Legolas. Legolas. Legoland. How does Legolas immediately recognize that, that belt as, yeah. as belonging thing. to the Hobbit? Because or Yeah, the brooch thing because it doesn't look like something the Hobbits wear. Right. Oh, because they got it they from got her. It yeah, we all saw that, but we didn't see it in the non-extended edition. Yep. And right. I feel and like...
0: He's, and he's got the little ah, uh, oh shit, what's it called? It's like the light of the star. That's yeah, a yeah, water the thing he's star? got right. that he fights yeah, the yeah. she-lib with. Mm-hmm. Again, that had to come from somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh... It's maybe when I was looking at it like the most because I watched it two times and then I got about halfway through and now half about halfway through is when they're there and that's what I was I was paying real attention like what did they absolutely have to cut and what could they include it it probably would have been only like two extra minutes. No, nothing important, really. Yeah, I mean,
0: nothing significant I mean, yeah. to add to so a movie that's just, already three hours long. Yeah, so just go ahead and
1: leave that two minutes in where they give the gifts. You don't have to leave the Gimli getting, and you don't have to show uh, Legolas getting the bow because he. we just know Legolas is good at shooting. Yeah, and he's an archer. Yeah. No the, big deal. The bow doesn't do anything specific. It's just a good bow. Right. Uh, you cut those two, you show the, the hobbits all getting their stuff.
0: And it yeah, explains a enough. whole bunch of shit that happens. Yeah, it's like a minute more on your movie. Yeah. You know? Is that the majority of the cast? I think we got just about everybody. I'm not mistaken. Pretty again. much, except for Ian Holm
1: as Bilbo, who's great. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. You know...
0: Uh, Talked about him on the Alien episode.
1: The the people we all mentioned just now as elves here are the other people who were considered. For Elrond, oh. David Bowie. Dude.
0: And again, he totally would have worked. He totally looks Totally would have fucking he worked. He doesn't really look like a human. Could have
1: nailed it. He could have nailed it.
0: Dude, Bowie is Elrond. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen yeah, that. It would have been cool. You freaky little hobbits, you. <laughs> 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 Welcome to nice. my David Bowie impression. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, uh,
1: Galadriel. So Peter Jackson originally wanted Lucy Lawless to play Galadriel. I can see it. Okay. It's fine. I, I think Kate I Blanchett's better, but yeah. I can see Lucy Lawless.
0: Yeah, I could. I could that could work.
1: And. He originally wanted Uma Thurman to play Arwen. Couldn't get that Uma could, Thurman. That could I could work see for that me, work too. Though. Again,
0: very exaggerated features. Yeah, she could have been a hot with them big old feet. No, big
1: old feet. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Helena Bonham Carter was also considered. Uh she less. She looks less elfish to me.
0: I don't know. I could still see. I you can see some, her doing put some pointed it. Pointed little ears on her. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I know how diminutive she is she's, yeah, very, she's short, very, very short whereas I don't know if Liv Tyler's tall but I imagine she, she is, is she, is she is looks tall. tall yeah she is tall because I imagine these elves should be yeah an exaggerated stature
1: yeah I, I've yeah they should should be tall and, and thin yeah, yeah yeah wispy even right and the other person that we're omitting, omitting of course is Brett McKenzie as Figwit who's that Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Who plays a an elf who's in the background. No way. And at the ring scene when the, the fellowship forms. And then he later has a cut scene, so it's in the extended edition, where he says to Arwen, My lady? No way. Mm-hmm.
0: Like Brit. Yeah. Brit.
1: Brit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They call him Figwit because uh, the early internet someone said Frodo is great who is that because he's a handsome handsome man
0: so th- this name was created for this character after kind of yeah. hype for the movie.
1: Story. Yeah, but he, ha- I think he has an actual name in the credits, but that is what he's referred to as, fig Figwit. No yeah. way.
0: I had no clue. I mean, it makes sense because there's only like 50 people that actually live in New Zealand. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's one of them. Yeah, so he's going to be in there. Jermaine, somehow. He's got to m- be in there have, somewhere. Must
1: have like flown off for a, a three-year period. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How yeah. funny is that? I didn't know about that. Yeah, I can't imagine the cast being any better. No, honestly. I can't. Either. I can't imagine anything changing. I mean, some I, of these re- things, like like Bowie, that that's Bowie, a, I could see. I love the Hugo like Weaving, to to. but
1: Bowie could have just added. But he may have been more of a distraction in the. That's moment. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you have one of those ultra mega stars pop up on screen, yeah. it's just like, oh, that's the only person I'm paying attention mm-hmm. to now because they're special. Yeah. So it would have been a bit distracting, but. I still really, yeah, really don't I, like
1: to seeing that. I I really think it could have played cuz he he did like what was that movie that he did where he played Tesla? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. He uh, did a great job of I kind of pres- dis- prestige. Prestige, right. Yeah. He kind of disappeared into that role. True. It wasn't yeah. like, oh that's that's
0: Bowie. Right. Yeah. I would have liked it better if he was in this, but wearing his Jareth costume. <laughs> <laughs> and he just saying his lines, his Jareth lines. Dance,
1: magic dance. And they're just like, oh, oh, okay. You know, uh, it was the
0: babe with the power. We're
1: looking for a ring, a ring of power. <laughs> well, I'm looking for a babe with power. So Different thing.
0: It was a big codpiece and all the shots. Yeah, he's got to have a codpiece. Tina Turner hair. <laughs> My friend Luke dressed up as Jareth for halloween several years ago and just found a perfect tina turner wig and that's what he wore yeah because that's what it was yeah Yeah, it was tina turner hair (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of like how you're saying that this lore developed around fig whip pretty much instantaneously you know again this was 2001 yeah the dvd early early internet times very early internet yeah Yeah, like i don't even know if i was online by yeah yeah, i think i would have just gotten online whenever Mm -hmm. this came out but do you remember even like around 2002 or maybe early early mid-2002 whenever this came out on DVD, uh-huh. it was inescapable. It's yeah. like everywhere that I went, if I was hanging was, out with yeah. Mitch, it would be on. Yeah. If you and yeah. I were hanging out with mm-hmm. like Wendy or yeah, any, any of our Mormon friends. Yeah, it's turn it on. It was always on. Yeah, And you'd go through and re-watch this thing a million times because yeah. you're getting so stoked knowing that the next one was coming out. Yeah. And I just remember like, like like Mitch and I getting obsessed about the weirdest – most pointless trivial things in the movie Uh because we've seen it so many times. You just start looking for the weird stuff. Like the face that one of the uh, uh, the Nazgul makes whenever like Frodo's wearing the ring and it's showing the uh-huh. Nazgul as they truly right. are and like he stabs Frodo. Uh-huh. He makes this weird like he kind of like scrunches his face up and has his hand held out like, why not stab him? <laughs> I and, have never noticed. Yeah, he's like <clears> throat> 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 And Mitch and I just get weirdly obsessed with shit like that. There's <laughs> stuff hilarious. like this all over the movie. Yes, there is. Serious. Just like randomly going, uh-huh. Buckleberry Fairy. Buckleberry Fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites that again, we got really hooked on Um, Whenever Ian Holm is having his his big birthday party at the Uh first. His 111st birthday. Okay. Mm -hmm. That line specifically. Dude, he just sounds like Ozzy Osbourne when he talks. He does kind of. And specifically that line where he says, it's my eleventieth birthday. Uh Uh-huh. We used to put that on loop and watch it over and over because he kind of goes, "It's my 111th birthday." <laughs> like, there's this, like, there's a few extra syllables that aren't 111th. It's, it's my 111th birthday. <laughs> it's fantastic. It just sounds like fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. But yeah, like whenever this came out on DVD. It's like it lost no momentum from the theaters. No, yeah. Everywhere you go, go. Yeah, like, if, c- if you went to Walmart or Best Buy and the TVs were in demo mode. Yeah, they're going to
1: be showing that. Because yeah. that was a great TV demo. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah,
0: dude. Yeah, inescapable, man. Just kind of like an instant part of the cultural zeitgeist.
1: There's one person we did forget when Who's we were that? talking about the cast. And it's like probably one of the most important people oh, Andy shit. circus
0: oh Andy circus as the yeah. creature gone now he's yeah. not really in this one very yeah much he's very
1: all. little in it and in fact I don't know if Andy circus had anything to do with the bits that are in the first because yeah. some of it is just completely computer generated right and some of it is motion capture and you know most of the motion capture you're going to see in part two and part three when yeah. there's a lot more interaction
0: And the level of technology and stuff that they came up with in order to do that motion capture and make it as convincing as it is, is is seriously startling. And the
1: level of dedication Andy Serkis had to create a role that didn't exist before. Like, he was the person who became the motion capture actor, and now there are motion capture actors, like people who... Know how it's
0: going to play on screen mm-hmm. whenever they're digitized yeah. and so forth. Yeah, yeah, dude. We'll have more to talk about him. Hopefully, hopefully, we get to do the two towers and return. Oh to King yeah, Adventure. I'm sure. For we will. sure. Why the fuck yeah. wouldn't Why we? It's, wouldn't our we? it's our show. It's our show. Yeah. Yeah. We want to, you know. <laughs> and we'll talk more about his role then. But yeah, in this one, you do see some early kind of proto golem that yeah. does actually look quite a bit different than the final design. Yeah, it does of Gollum. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I
1: I think that. Not showing him much in this was a smart move. Because they they could have had him... They could have had him have more of a a role at least some speaking
0: or whatever yeah and this is just kind of skulking around and following him that's kind of all he does
1: but it actually makes it so that that moment when he is sneaking up on sam and frodo in part two and then oh, yeah. sam Finally catches him himself yeah up to that point before he starts talking he is a monster to us right so it actually helps us because he never says anything in the first movie see him as a monster and then slowly get converted to like, oh, he's not so bad. And then slowly realize like, okay, yeah, he's human, but he has. Uh, I I always associate it with an addiction. Just yeah, he, yeah. he like we love him, but. He can't give this thing up, Gollum.
0: You got some problems, yeah. bro. Yeah, this is an intervention. You do, you, you do really
1: come to love him. That's a thing. Like my my yeah, uh, you feel sorry for
0: him and stuff too. You yeah, know?
1: my wife doesn't love the movies, but she does love Gollum. Like, yeah, he's a,
0: a pitiful creature. Yeah, and that's, he how, really that's is. how Gandalf and stuff looks at him too. Yes. He's just like he's a pathetic oh, that's, creature.
1: that's like the best the best line in the entire movie is is the uh, many who deserve uh many who deserve there are many who deserve death. Many who have died deserve life. Can you give it to them? Oh like, yeah, yeah. That, Woo! That's just mind blowing because it, it really does like if if you consider that logic, it does make even the death penalty wrong where uh-huh. it's like I can't give life. I can deal out death so I shouldn't like because i i can't give life i should never deal out death because yeah. i can't i can't do the opposite i can't bring it back mm. i can be wrong and deal out death and i can't fix it mm. i can be
0: wrong and not kill someone and there's no problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know that's kind of i think the big message that this movie is i think that ultimately it's while it is a history and a story mm. about things that happened during this segment of time in Middle Earth. I think it's ultimately just a story about, about power. Yeah. And Tolkien is historically not a fan of allegory. Like He's quoted right, many times just yeah. being like, just say what you mean. Don't right. fucking master stuff. Right, but he stuff. then
1: fills his history with allegory on accident because you can't tell stories without allegory. Well, the
0: thing is, is the guy's just writing what he knows and what he's seen. I mean, right. he was in the fucking trenches of World War One when he started writing The right. Hobbit. I mean, the guy had seen the worst sides of all humanity right. and seen what happens when... People get to wield absolute power. Right. And again, that ability to deal death uh, at, a, at a whim, I guess you'd uh-huh. say. Yeah. And I so mean, yeah, I think they, some of that were... did leak into the into the writing. And yeah. I like how everybody's attitude towards power in the form of the ring, the one ring, yeah. the ring of power, the, ul- the
1: ultimate representation of power. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody's attitude is, is different about it, where you have people like Gandalf and Kate um, Blanchett. Uh, uh Galadriel. Galadriel. Who are extremely powerful, but also yeah. wise enough to know that that's why they should never be given unlimited power.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That they is, they is, know that
0: they, they have corruption in them. Yeah. That the, absolute power would take advantage of. They've the, become mad with power.
1: The true powerful people in this know that they have to relinquish power because they could easily wield it in a wrong manner. Yeah. Yeah, but, but just, then- just just the same as when he's talking about killing and death. Like, I if I if I take that absolute power and do the things that I think are right, I don't know that the consequences will be what I want them to be. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and then meanwhile, you've got mere mortals like Sean Bean in yeah. this that are like, you know, you should have the power? Fucking me. Yeah, me, absolutely. And he's not wise enough to know yeah. oh, I should not have this power. That Ned Stark, But that's the guy that goes never straight learns. for it. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't. gets killed. How do you think that fucking guy feels man, to have been in like the two biggest fantasy <laughs> of- Well, he wasn't in Harry Potter
1: that's true they never put him in harry potter why wouldn't he they just have throw in him harry in potter. there yeah just
0: toss him in yeah. there you know and kill him yeah obviously <laughs> obviously
1: <laughs> he should have been the farmer that
0: found voldemort in that yeah. farmhouse yeah exactly <laughs> and so sean, sean bean he's about to die there he goes yeah it would have been great man <laughs> yeah. yeah that guy too i think what's funny is like for a guy who dies in his movies all the time yeah he has a real phobia apparently of of like flying and flying in helicopters and stuff really yeah this is like a real issue for him that huh. affected production and stuff so during the shots in the movie where they're up on like the big snowy peak of the mountain and shit yeah so they would fly the actors up there by helicopter every well, day yeah. i would hope yeah. yeah i can't imagine them having to hike up there meanwhile sean bean <laughs> would hike up there <laughs> In full Boromir costume. Jesus. Yeah. Because he was what so a badass. I know, right? <laughs> they said that he would get up like two hours earlier than everybody else, which was already like five in the fucking morning. Yeah. And they'd start production and shit. He would get up two hours earlier, get in costume, and walk up that fucking mountain. They said everybody else in the crew wow. would be like watching him, like watching his progress.
1: Here comes Boromir. <laughs> and then they would get in, fly up, be there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I assume that also means he had to hike down the mountain, too. I would assume. He'll well, the right, gun, then you down. just
1: get on your, your shield and yeah, sled down. that's the way you do it That right would there. be fun.
0: But then ultimately, the person that ends up wielding the ring is a hobbit that comes from, yeah. from nowhere and has no care of tons of yeah. material wealth or power, and it's like, that's the person who is the most objective to wield yeah. ultimate power, is the person who doesn't really want it, have need right. of it, or deserve it.
1: And then, even then, it corrupts him and destroys him and makes it so that he can't be part of normal society anymore. Yeah. So, God,
0: I'm still swigging this beer and it's still punching me in the face yeah, every awesome. fucking time, dude. <laughs> God. But yeah, you're right. And then ultimately, it's Samwise Gamgee, the gardener. Yeah. Sean Astin. He's the real hero. He's yeah. absolutely the hero, yeah. man. Sean Astin. He puts Astin up is with so hero. much of Frodo shit in this and, movie. And uh,
1: apparently, uh, because. Elijah Wood was very young when they started recording this. And Sean Aston was already like late twenties, early thirties. Okay, yeah. yeah. He he took this real like fatherly role with him where he felt very like defi- his caretaker. Yeah. Like uh, his gardener. I, I, yeah. So he really got into being Samwise by just being who he is. And that is kind of from what I'm gathering of Sean Aston, the more and more like you see him in stuff and see what he does in real life. He just seems to be a sweet dude. Seems like a fucking cool guy. Seems
0: Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood seems like a cool fucking nerd that I would like to hang out with, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately, when we're talking about the story of the Hobbits, the little folk from the countryside, Uh aren't we really just learning the story of little rednecks?
1: We're learning the story of Hollywood Steve, for sure, (laughs) because they love to smoke weed. They love to eat... uh, Food uh, meal?
0: Lots of meals... And they sure love them some beer. I'm just telling you, it's like, okay, if you like <laughs> stomping around in the garden barefoot, you might be a hobbit. You might be a hobbit. If you like <laughs> shooting off fireworks with your friends drunk, you might be a hobbit. Smoking some weed, you might be a that hobbit. That's true. That is what, I mean, like, hobbits are just the rednecks of Middle Earth. Watching their
1: entire life is just like, I want to. There was a line where. where Whenever Gandalf first gets to Bilbo's place, and Bilbo offers him cold chicken, um, pickles, and cheese, <laughs> and I was sitting there, were, were you eating cold and pickles, I was like, cheese, I and fucking, chicken at the time? I eat that almost every day. <laughs> I love that. That is a good meal. Cold chicken,
0: because like I, I would I I have taken, bread. The, I taken the Gandalf stance and been like. Just tea, please. No, man, come on. <laughs> Keep your pickles. Got them pickles. Keep your mustard. I wonder what Hobbit
1: cheese is like. It's good Ew, stuff up there. What bet. are they
0: milking over there, do you think?
1: Other Hobbits. It's it's real
0: Hobbit cheese. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but it just really struck me while I was watching this time. I was like, man. Yeah, they're rednecks. All these, like, super highly cultured races and civilizations and stuff. Yeah. Hobbits are just white trash. Yep. Stomping around in the bare feet all the time. And
1: they're the heroes. <laughs>
0: I also love some silly-ass <laughs> names. Yeah. Now, this is one of those They've things... They've
1: got some very silly fucking names. I wanted names. to
0: talk about Tolkien and the thought and lack of thought he put into a lot of things. Right. Because, obviously, again, him being a linguist and very fascinated in the language of Middle Earth, everybody, uh, you know, has their own little set of linguistic things that they use. Obviously, the, the hobbits love silly names. Yeah. Buckleberry Fairy. Buckleberry Fairy, yeah. Yeah. Brandywine Bridge. Yeah. It's all this really silly talk. Yeah. But then meanwhile, like you've got the elves who have all these crazy names for their rings and uh, even the names of the elves themselves and their towns and their cities and their swords and all this beautiful language that goes with them right? that he just all completely made up. It seems to be kind of Gaelic and Celtic-ish in origin, but Uh not 100%. Amazing imagination he put into this stuff. But then sometimes you land on something like What's the mountain the bad guy probably lives in? I don't know. Mount Doom. Mount Doom. <laughs> it's like that's was that first draft, and he was like, "I don't know, fuck it, it, fuck slipped, it. slipped out of my fingers." Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else that sounded cool. What's Mount what's Doom. cool is the Mount Doom. Now here's the thing: was it always Mount Doom, and then the bad guys are like, "Yeah, we should fucking live there. Yeah. metal as fuck." <laughs> or what? Did it previously have some nice name? And then the bad guys moved in and were like, it's fucking Mount Doom, dude. It's fucking metal.
1: For real, bro. This is where we hang this out. This Mount, this is Mount Doom. Fucking metal.
0: It's not, it's not Mount Doom or whatever they called it. Yeah. And that's where they set up their big old pillar to, as I know him, flaming Hot Cheetos Vagina, <laughs> the eye of Sour <laughs> flaming, Ron. <laughs> flaming Hot Cheetos Vagina. Yeah. yeah. That's it, and that's old sour Ron. Yeah, now, that's what I don't get. It's like by naming a character Sour Ron, yeah, you know, it's like, well, he's sour. He's of course bad. he's gonna be in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, yeah. Uh, maybe before that he was Sweet Ron. If they just called him Sweet Ron, it would have solved all the problems. Yeah, maybe other people started calling that. That's what turned him so mean like. oh, Oh, here's old Sour Ron crashing the party. Hey, guys, it's just me, Ron. <laughs> More like Sour Ron, am I right? Oh, I'm going to create a ring to rule them all. <laughs> and then you've got like, well, who's going to be like his best buddy, his number one head honcho? I don't know. Maybe a, a, just some sour man, I guess. <laughs> sour man (laughs) he's a man who's been sour Ron you should hang out
1: with man (laughs) he's pretty sour sour.
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's like you run into stuff like that where you're like Sauron sour man like Sauron
1: Sauron yeah it's like of course like they're gonna be in in league together
0: yeah but then there's also like Arwen I need another important female (laughs) you couldn't stretch a little harder than that they considered
1: early in the drafting process of just making the eowyn role also arwen i'm glad they didn't yeah they were just gonna make a woman do all All the the woman roles yeah
0: yeah i like that they didn't do that because this movie well this entire trilogy has some some hard-hitting fucking women in it yeah it does a awesome Yeah. yeah oh dude yeah
1: absolutely she is no man
0: I am no man. Stab, stab, dude! Those ring wraiths. Oh my god, Seriously, they look so sick. They're dude. awesome.
1: Their metal is fun. I love. The I part. really dig that design. Yeah, yeah, dude.
0: I I couldn't believe that they traveled all that way from Azkaban, and they were <laughs> doing their kiss thing and sucking the souls out of all you these. You know people. what the
1: worst part of prison was? The Dementors. <laughs> It's an office quote.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Steve Carell. And then they put them on some horses. They're riding horses. Riding horses, ain't
1: they? (laughs) Isn't it? Ain't no horse. (laughs) No need H's. No need for H's. None of that, man. Yeah, Yeah, unless you're saying herbs.
0: Yeah. Then it's herbs. herbs. (laughs) Really? Now you're gonna use the H. Get off the horse and pick some herbs. (laughs) Get it together, guys. What was your H priorities? (laughs) Come on. But yeah man like the uh, the design and stuff of the race again it all, it all goes back to that armory division and the costume yeah. design they look so fucking mm-hmm. sick man I love that you never see their faces and shit
1: Yeah you just see that sort of like distorted vision of them when he puts on the ring but yeah. yeah you can't really make out what they would look
0: like Now early on in the movie whenever it's kind of giving you the breakdown of like where the rings went to and stuff and it's like uh-huh. nine went to men um, Alan Lee is one of those guys, is he? Yeah, Alan I didn't Lee know that. is in that division huh. of like nine dudes. Wow, so he's like an honorary Nazgul. That's really cool, pretty fucking metal, right? Yeah,
1: the honorary Nazgul is something I would include on my tombstone. <laughs>
0: yeah, I put that on my resume yeah. every single yeah. time. Also,
1: honorary Nazgul. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you saw that on the that resume there. here, but yeah.
0: I'm quite qualified now. The telling of these tiny little rednecks that save the world of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Is told so convincingly, um, and it shows their diminutive stature in relation to the tall folk of the world. Yeah, through so much insane work that they did yeah. to make them appear small on screen. Forced perspective, Dude. stand-ins, yeah, all sorts of stuff. And some of it is like tricks as old as time. Like yeah. forced perspective has been used for a long oh, yeah. time. It's like put yeah. one person closer to the camera; they look taller than the person that's yeah. I mean, if you got yeah, Peter
1: Jackson, he's going to go with practical decisions. As much as he yeah. Can. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And dude, the amount of work that they had to do to make those shots work and specifically like line up the, 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 the eyesight, like the, the yes. lines of vision right. among actors who are acting on different planes, uh-huh. in a lot of the forced perspective shots, they actually don't have them talking at each other, like right. they'll be doing something else. That way right. you don't have to deal with the lines of sight. But I wasn't aware of how much of this movie was also, yeah, little tiny stand-ins uh-huh. that were either children yeah. Or dwarves. You Little can, folk. You can tell. Uh, sometimes you can. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. sometimes you can. Because
1: children have different proportions than adults.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it just never looks exactly yeah. exactly the same. But what's so cool, too, dude, is like whenever you watch the special features, which, I mean, by the way, even if you don't want to watch the super mega extended cut of the movie, get the box set just so you can watch the special features. Worth it's, it? It's, oh, my God, dude. Awesome. It's like two movies unto itself. Okay. It will deepen your appreciation for the love that everybody put into this project mm-hmm. just tenfold. But it was so cool because even like the the special features and stuff, there's a lengthy bit that's all about the actors' stand-ins. Oh, okay. And like give them like time in the spotlight and stuff and talk with like great reverie and appreciation. Wow. For these people that worked so hard as their yeah. stand-in um, miniature scale doubles and stuff. Huh. I mean, it's it's amazing. And again, these dudes were just as into it as everybody else, man.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, totally, yeah.
0: totally amazing. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs>
1: like, Can you imagine? You tell people, I was in Lord of the Rings, and then you're, you're, they're like, oh, great, let's watch it. So you turn it on, and it just shows a back, and you're like, that's me. Yeah, that's me right there. That's me. I'm in most
0: of the scenes. I'm Frodo. I'm Frodo. Yeah in most of the scenes yeah but it's so cool too because it shows like scenes in there of i guess it was like sean astin's double who they they put on like a fucking sean astin miniature skin mask on him it looks really oh. free like if you just see stills of it it looks really scary Aye. but thankfully it's always in motion when it's on right. screen and stuff uh like those two would sit down in their matching costumes and faces and like play chess against each other and shit <laughs> it's like super weird <laughs> But yeah, it made me happy to see just how much appreciation they even showed for the stand ins and stuff. Yeah. And they did, again, a lot of other like old school tricks of filmmaking and stuff, like, you know, double exposures and, yeah. and you know, filming one guy on the scene, filming another guy on yeah. the scene on a green screen and superimposing him. But there's a lot of stuff in here, too, that's just plain old fucking dwarf action. Yeah. Guys filming on their knees. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. And, and it's so funny, dude. Like, Again, this is part of what makes the special feature so great to watch is because, you know, when you watch the movie, you're seeing it under this produced, polished, you know, there's, like, filters and shit on it, making it look so amazing. Yeah. But all the behind-the-scenes stuff is just shot on, like, handheld cameras under Right. like, normal and you see lights and what- stuff they were actually shooting yeah and yeah. you see how ridiculous a lot of it looks right you know like even just the, fucking gandalf standing there in his hat and yeah. robe and stuff talking like a wizard in the middle of the woods like it looks so lame when the it's just major on a major thing camera.
1: that star wars had that the others before it didn't have was good filmmaking with low quality backgrounds yeah. and low quality puppets and things right like that's what made star wars stand out that's what like you don't the set doesn't have to be convincing it's what you do with it it's the lighting it's the the way you film it the way you shoot it and then the way you edit it together yeah absolutely
0: so man absolutely so yeah, so it's kind of funny when you're watching this shit and you're like, this is the most epic fucking part of the movie, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it was actually just a couple of guys, like, standing on their knees. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that makes this movie still look so good and age so well, especially yeah. compared to other movies that were made in this time period. They didn't They didn't go all in on CG. They didn't. It's like, yeah. if it was doable, practical... They did it practically. They did yeah. it. Even if that meant making... what? How many costumes did you say earlier? Like, 19,000 fucking Nine? costumes?
1: Nineteen thousand costumes. Uh, Nagila Dixon and, and forty seamstresses worked to make nineteen thousand costumes. They made f- the main nine had forty costumes apiece. Good lord! Some that's fr- just the fellowship. That's just the fellowship. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy.
0: And these are fully very yeah detailed, very ornate detailed costumes. Like needlessly <laughs> <Yeah>. ornate man. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's amazing, dude. But yeah, it's like it goes to show you that all that work pays off because I mean, even if you compare this to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, right, it came out the same year, right? same year. Mm-hmm. This movie looks a million looked, times yeah, better. Yeah, because yeah,
1: the CG in in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone just did not age well yeah. at all. Well, it looks they rubbery. Just, they and just bad. used it
0: for anything that they could. Yeah, you know. Or is it this when you realize how much of it is fucking miniatures and how much of it's puppets and how much is real, like actually just fucking a thousand extras fully dressed in costume? Like some of the
1: miniatures are like one fourth scale, so they're They're gigantic. Yeah, dude. What? It's, It's mind blowing. It is mind blowing how much work they put into this. And that they did it for $93 million. They
0: sure do know how to make a fucking dollar stretch. Now, is that the budget for the whole trilogy or just just this one? That's just this
1: one. Yeah. I think they figured their budgets by basically splitting it into three and then adding whatever additional work they had to do to the budget like but it, 93 million does not seem like enough
0: i mean yeah like i don't really know i don't really know anything about making a movie obviously yeah. but i would just assume if you gave me that much money and said here now go make lord of the rings again <laughs> I, I wouldn't would be assume able that's to do impossible. it
1: yeah it seems absolutely impossible especially
0: when you're talking about all the years of pre-production right dude i mean in addition all to the, the work the,
1: put into this to
0: the full storyboard you're talking about they did all of these like it almost looked like PlayStation 1 cutscene graphics. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh, pre-visualizations right. of so many of the big parts of the movie in yeah. order to visualize them before they started working on the shots themselves. I mean, it's just thousands and thousands of man yeah. hours. And you're like, they had to get paid for this. Of course, yeah.
1: And people wouldn't do it for free. No. Yeah. So that it it's amazing to me they were able to do it for so low. And that it made $871.5 million. Good lord, man. <laughs> is... I, I I think fair. I think that's a, a pretty fair amount of money to yeah. give for a movie that... that and then
0: won like every Oscar scale. ever. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: it got 14 Oscar nominations. Yeah, Or lead. 13. And it won four for Best Cinematography, Best Makeup, Best Original Score, and Best Visual Effects. Jeez, dude. So, they, they, they did amazing for a fantasy film. Yeah, no like, kidding. Like, that's not... That's, it's, it's, I mean, those are the fantasy film categories for sure, but that's a, that's a really good job. And best original score is absolutely 100% true. A Howard percent Chor deserving. Oh nailed my God, this.
0: And again, it's one of those things where the level of detail that went into thinking about what would all of these individual races and civilizations, yeah. what would their music sound uh-huh. like? huh. Because they all have completely different melodic languages. It's not like he just was like, here's what the movie sounds like, and the music in the Shire sounds just like the music in Rivendell and all this jazz. It's like he even put a lot of thought into what the history of – this culture's music would have sounded right. like. I mean, the, the Hobbit's music is all like simple acoustic instruments. Right. It is
1: very like m- a mellow, basi- simple.
0: Middle Earth Bluegrass. Again, they're just fucking rednecks, guys. Yeah. That's so <laughs> true. They really are. The like, Bilbo's Party, fucking, I think it's Mary or Pippin's playing like a banjo thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking trash, dude. But then it's cool, too. Oh, there's also that scene where Pippin fucks his cousin. Yeah, there's that, too. That's in the extended, extended edition. Extended, extended edition, yeah. (laughs) That's in the Lord of the Cock Rings, isn't it? (laughs) Lord of the Cock Rings. Yeah. So, like, even if you compare the music of, you know, again, the Shire or anywhere like that, and then compare that to... Remember early on in the movie, they see the elves that are marching through the forest and they're kind of doing that singing... Yeah. Uh, and it's just a cappella, There's no instruments uh-huh. or anything like that. It's very much like, like Gregorian chant, yeah. you know, which is some of our earliest recorded uh, written vocal music and stuff.
1: And I know that was... I did read that was done by a, a local choir wow. in New Zealand. So. That's cool. Yeah.
0: But what's so interesting about it, too, again, just from a melodic perspective, is like in a lot of the Elf's music... There's kind of this contrasting thing where, you know, like when you think about major key music, it sounds happy. Yeah. When you think about minor key music, it It sounds sounds sad, sad. right? Like In reality, the difference between a major chord that sounds happy Uh and a minor chord that sounds sad, it's actually just one note that's different. Just one little molecule that changes what that thing sounds like. And a lot of the elves' music frequently modulates between... That note that makes it sound happy, the major third, and the note that makes it sound sad, the Uh, minor third. Gotcha. It's almost like they have been, again, around and present as observers for so long that major and minor, happy and sad. They just in they mix together. Yeah, it's just kind of meaningless. It's meaningless to them in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the history and the the lives and death of all these fucking people fighting in this great war. Doesn't really matter that much to them because they're immortal. Right. It's also like he figured out that. They wouldn't have tonal music that sounds major and happy and minor and sad. Right. They've left all that behind, you know? Mm. That sort of human emotion that we yeah. attach to those things is something they've transcended thousands of years right.
1: ago. They'd basically just want music that conveyed a story or a tale through the tones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. It's so bitch. And then, of course, all the Mordor music. All yeah. the big war drums and stuff. Yeah. Ah. It's so awesome. Yeah, dude. And again, dude. Go- Gollum's theme is like the most unforgettable. Uh-huh. And it's all over, all over the movie in various and forms. Howard Shore just fucking nailed it.
1: Like Oh could, my god. Yeah. I mean, this could have easily been screwed up by the music. Like the the music just being off could have made this all seem less like make you buy hokey. into it less yeah because you got to buy into it it's fantasy yeah like you've got to buy into okay it orcs exist. it's like yeah you yeah. gotta accept that uh and the music I think sells that so well and it fuck yeah it's just great it's it.
0: it's I mean it's a character in the movie in itself yeah it I is. mean it's just as important as a lot of the main characters mm-hmm. are because like you said it really does draw you in and make you feel like this isn't film soundtrack this is the music of these yeah, people this is what it sounds
1: like yeah. when you're there if yeah, you're exactly. in the shire that this is what you hear
0: yeah well and that's two of the things like that was the attitude that peter jackson had early on with all the production crew he's like don't make this like you're making a fantasy movie he said treat this as though it was actual history right and when we go to you know rebuild the shire uh in the middle of this farmland in new zealand he's like Imagine that you're recreating what was already there. Yeah. That we just, you know, that the the the, um, the hobbits' houses were in disrepair and stuff like that, and we're just bringing them back and unearthing history as we go. Right. We're recreating what happened right here. And that's, again, that's the attitude that I see in every aspect of this, is taking this with the utmost respect and um, taking it so seriously as if they were recreating actual history.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Shire... Is that
0: is that ever gonna get built in South Knoxville? Uh no. That no. that got Doesn't scratched. Doesn't look like it. That got scratched. There's a there's an article I think in the paper about that oh, was a while back. And it wasn't technically the Shire.
1: Oh right. It had to be named something else, right. Wink Queen. Gotcha. It gotcha. was the
0: story of the bobbins
1: right, right. of Inner Earth. Wink wink. But I liked the I liked the the design, the house design they had though. It did look
0: cool. It looked a lot like The Shire. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. Google that, listeners, if you want to. It's, uh, It's something. It is something. Check it out. But, you know, for all this gloating about the movie, obviously, you know, obviously we fucking love it, I will say over the past few years... You have started to see some of the cracks and some of the special effects. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not all perfect.
1: I think Gollum stands out in this as not looking great. Though I in the second and third I think he does look Still a looks lot great. better. But yeah. in this one I don't think I don't, I think it looks a bit bad. Yeah, The cave troll
0: the cave troll doesn't look fantastic. It benefited a lot from having again kind of that grimy teal right. sort of light in uh in yeah. in the the room that. But if in. you see it in
1: higher death now, I watched it in Blu-ray. Like, yeah, it's just it doesn't look good.
0: During that same fight scene, too. Well, actually, you know what? Honestly, like pretty much all of my complaints about special effects basically all happen in Moria. Yeah. You know? Yep. The troll fight, whenever Legolas jumps on his back, it uh-huh. kinda has that millennial yeah. rubber that it does. haunts it looks, Harry Potter and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, it looks like Neville on the, the broom that was going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thankfully it doesn't last but for one or two shots. Yeah, it's real quick. But it still stands out where you're like, Oh, that doesn't look as good yeah. as what stuff does now. And then like some of the scenes later in Moria too, where they're like running away from the Balrog and it's like uh-huh. a really wide shot or they're running away from the, the big horde of orcs. Right. Like a really wide shot. It's like, okay, that looks like a PS2 cutscene. Yeah. You know? Yes. It Some did of those in. look weird. Yeah. And the, the the stairwell chase. Some of the backgrounds in that look kind of oh, shot. Oh,
1: right. When they're, whenever they're jumping and it shows the wide shots. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look great.
0: Again, that's that's getting more into like a PS3 game. Yeah, it
1: looks a little better than earlier, but still doesn't look good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's like, how else could they have done that? I mean, you can't build... That yeah. set, yeah, obviously,
1: yeah, that would be. And, and why would you like? Are you gonna actually do the stunt? That would be insane, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Balrog still looks pretty fucking yeah, sick, though,
1: still man. looks good. I still like that look. Uh, what else? What do I you mean? What else would the Urukai? They're not in any way CG, just no, makeup they look, look, look fucking, fucking awesome.
0: awesome, man, yeah. And I like too, like during those scenes, like when it shows the Urukai like being born of the earth and stuff, yeah. It's one of those like Peter Jackson trademarks in a lot of his flicks to do this like stuttery like low frame rate thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I know it almost what you're looks like a about. 90s music video yeah, or something. Yeah, kind of. It's in a lot of this movie. It is. This movie Especially feels very fucking bit. Kiwi whenever you watch it. Like it feels like a New Zealand production right. to me. Cuz
1: we know Peter Jackson's stuff from before and that's that is it. I mean that's what he's he's still doing his old tricks. Yeah. On this gigantic production.
0: And, and two, like, just like what I was talking about with, with the first Harry Potter, first and second, really, there are times where it seems like the light that is illuminating characters that were filmed on probably a green screen right. looks different than the background, especially in, like, Rivendell. Okay. Like, there's a lot of that where you're like, okay, the same light is not hitting them. It's what's hitting the staircase behind them or whatever. Right, right. You know? But again, that's just very indicative of, of when this was made. It would actually be very easy to go in and digitally redo that. True. But I'll tell you what, these movies sure do look a hell of a lot better than the fucking Hobbit movies that are just they, 1 million it, percent CGI. That
1: third movie looked terrible. It's fucking awful. It, it was unwatchable. I had to stop. I yeah. just couldn't watch it. I I watched the first two and was fine. Like, they weren't good, but I was fine with them. But that third one was just, I mean, it was all CG, all three yeah. of them. It, it was might just as well have been a Pixar full movie. full CG. Yeah.
0: It's so weird to me. Like, I would like to know more about the production of those Hobbit movies because. I don't,
1: I don't think there was as much um, dedication to there it. There couldn't have been. Yeah, I think it was more of a obligation, maybe. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Well, and two, I, I guess the. Wasn't the story that, like, Guillermo del Toro had started filming it and then Peter Jackson came in and just kind of immediately had to start working and figuring out what to do and shit? Yeah, they, I, think
1: that's I, the case. I think they. Yeah, they. But Guillermo del Toro, that would have been interesting to see what he would have done with it. I would like. Oh yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. So uh, those Hobbit movies not very good.
0: No, <laughs> Ugh, not good at all. And the big MVP, honestly, of about all of this stuff, the real person behind the curtain that is Peter Jackson, the public face of these movies, Rand Walsh. Yeah, Peter Jackson's long
1: term. Uh, what do you call it? Just writing partner. Well, yeah, but they're also lovers they are lovers lovers so yeah fran walsh she's she's a driving force in a whole bunch of this she she gets stuff done but chooses to take the back seat it's like
0: yeah there is no interview footage there's nothing of her in the behind the scenes stuff right
1: I, i mean i can see the benefit of that you you get to be a part of the movie but you don't have to worry about what you look like on camera yeah that's cool. That seems all right. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean s- Peter Jackson doesn't seem to worry about <laughs> what he looks <laughs> he like on camera. Plug, but no, he's just so disheveled looking <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, Kubrick was like that too. Kubrick yeah. always just looked like what the hell, just dude. He just out of, rolled out of bed, out of bed. Yeah.
0: yeah. But Fran Walsh, I mean, dude, the level of like dedication that she had to this is nuts. Like even if you yeah. watch the credits, she wrote a lot of the music and like words to the songs and yeah, shit. Yeah, she's awesome, man. Like she, she went deep into this I yeah. think that just without
1: her he probably wouldn't have much of a career for
0: sure makes you wonder yeah. you know it's like uh, Carpenter and Deborah Hill.
1: Yeah, Deborah Hill. Like you you look at the stuff Carpenter did without Deborah Hill, not as good as the stuff Carpenter did with Deborah Hill. Right? So what's the what's the difference there? Deborah Hill. Sounds
0: like Deborah Hill might have yeah. made the difference, you know? Yeah,
1: Fran Walsh. She she cause Peter Jackson definitely would have wanted to make movies, but Fran Walsh gets shit done. She's a driving force in his in making his films. Yeah. She's so good. I mean, so yeah without her this is nothing she's the first name on the screenplay wow that that you know sometimes they do that alphabetical her walsh is not alphabetically first (laughs) so it's it's they were trying to indicate she's the one who was most important in
0: this wow but peter jackson's kind of the face of the operation yeah he's just
1: the face i mean well he's he he is the filmmaker he's the one who knows how to make these things work but she's the one that seems to know how to get shit made like to really like get on the ground and do it uh a lot of times you see that where somebody might be artistically awesome but they're not they're not the face of the business they're not the one who can walk into an office and sell it
0: right yeah 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 yeah. or get that fucking loan to make this movie happen or whatever right
1: she seems to be able
0: to get that done yeah no kidding yeah and God bless her for it. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, because she's, again, seriously the MVP of this entire Mm -hmm. thing. And everybody knows Peter Jackson, but I think your average person could see Fran Walsh at at dinner and not know who the fuck she is. Which
1: is the benefit of not being the public face. (laughs) Yeah, Just like, I can go to dinner and nobody will. And if I said my name out loud, nobody would know. No, huh?
0: Do you have any complaints about this movie? I mean, I was just talking about some of the CGI uh, not really showing up well. Do you think it's too long? A lot of people complain about how long the movie is. I, I guess if, you, if
1: you're if you not huge into it, the theatrical version is probably a bit long. I don't know what could be cut. Because, like, for me, it's all about... the This movie really is... This, this is just the beginning of a story. Right. This isn't like a full story in itself, even though it works as a singular story, kind of. This is the story of how Frodo got the ring and ended up walking alone with Samwise. That's the story of this movie. Like, that's not really a story you would normally make a movie about. Sure. So this, this movie has to be seen with the other three and at that point you're saying oh i don't care how long it is yeah (laughs) like if you're gonna like if you're gonna watch three
0: make it as long as you fucking want want.
1: so yeah i think maybe if you just want to see one single movie i don't know why you would do that in this case but if you want that this is definitely too long and doesn't really have a point
0: right yeah Yeah. if if you're looking at as a standalone story yeah I mean, the other night, whenever I sat down and watched this, this is the first time I've watched the entire movie continuously uh-huh. in a long time. And also, oh, just so you just kind of caught it in it. bits, yeah. Or is the kind of thing where, again, because I've seen these so many times, I would put in the first disc while I play guitar and stuff right. like that. Gotcha. And then, you know, so it's you're like, just oh, I got distracted go to the store. by other stuff. Yeah, or I'll hit pause and then I'll come uh-huh. back home and I'll restart it at whatever chapter I was at and just kind of break it up. Yeah, you know? this is the first time in a long time that I sat. And did nothing but watched it, and didn't take any breaks or anything like that. It is it is a lot of movie. It's a whole lot of movie. But I don't fucking care. Give me I don't more.
1: I, yeah, I. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I feel like watching these three movies is just being immersed in this world. So the longer it happens, the better for me.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And you know, obviously, fantasy and stuff like that. It's it's just not for everybody, man. Some people no. could just give a fuck less about that's it. That's fine. And if that's the case, then, well, yeah, you don't have to like this movie. You shouldn't mm-hmm. like this movie. Yeah, why? If you don't like fantasy, that's definitely not your thing. Yeah, but myself, I'm all about that yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: I think it's great. I love this movie. I can watch it anytime if
0: I have four hours to do
1: <laughs> Yeah, anytime I have four hours, I love yep.
0: watching this movie.
1: Yeah, uh, I I just don't. I don't care if there are flaws, I think. Yeah, same. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there are flaws. This movie's always going to be a perfect 10 for me. If they ever remake it, I am not the type who will be mad about it. I'll go see it, and I'll even hope that it's better.
0: I don't know how it would be. I don't know how it would be. I mean, especially after having seen all these characters portray uh, their parts so fucking perfectly. It's like, I can't imagine... The guy trying to play Gandalf. Right. After Game of Seriously. How do you fucking do that? No idea. You know? So if they they ever do choose to remake it. You know
1: what they could uh, do?
0: They got got their their, their work cut out for them. They
1: could get, uh, what's his name, who plays Magneto now. Yeah. Fastbender. <laughs> yeah. Just get him to be Gandalf. Yeah, just
0: always make whoever's the current Magneto, make him Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, it shall that's be. That's a good rule. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's Magneto at the time also gets to be Gandalf. <laughs> Are you gonna like try to watch through the other two? Yeah,
1: actually, yeah. I am very yeah, interested too. now, cause like, you know, you get to the end of this and it it really is just the beginning. Yeah. You've barely even scratched the surface of the whole story you get to the end of this and it's like well i i want now them to get merry and pippin i want to see you know gondor Gond- and all that yeah, shit yeah i man. want to see Rohan. all those fucking awesome beautiful things that you see and i want to see that big fucking battle cuz yeah, the two towers battle i think is the best it's amazing and the extended edition lets you see that as the Urukai are trying to escape fangorn forest kills them Oh, Which yeah. Which you don't see in the theatrical edition, and it's like, why did they cut that? It's just a short so cool, bit, and it's man. so cool,
0: yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, by the time you get done with this movie, and again, especially after sitting through it in one continuous sitting like we did, it's like, you start off so small. You start off with the little redneck hobbits and yeah. the little hobbit homes and it stuff. It is
1: real small. It's just a party yeah. getting together. And yeah. you
0: meet so many characters, and you see so many different cultures Mm-hmm. And again, the different music and the different architecture, all the different
1: colors of white.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and dude, and again, the architecture—that's another thing. I just I have I have to mention real quick because yeah. it's absolutely it looks genius. Awesome. And again, all mostly based on stuff that yeah. Alan Lee thought up. Yeah. But like, there's there's so much thought that they put into that stuff that like, while want... you're in Moria, like everything is yeah. straight, hard lines and hard geometric. Yeah. And yes. then like the elves stuff is all more. Uh, kind of again more Celtic knot work and very delicate and graceful and like in right. tune with nature and shit. Fuck, man.
1: Yeah, I I want more than anything to live in Bilbo's house. Yeah, like, that's just I love the interior yeah, it's of that, awesome, man. and I I also I love the idea of living in a house that's underground because it's automatically warmed and cooled throughout yeah, totally. the year. It's like an Earth ship. Yeah, kind of super awesome. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then of course the architecture. Yeah, of Mordor. Yeah. And all that stuff. Uh, oh my god, dude. I don't
1: want to live in Mordor. <laughs> yeah, it seems unpleasant. <laughs> it seems like a bad place to hang out. I
0: bet your real estate's really cheap though. Could you imagine yeah. if like Mordor ever started getting gentrified cuz I... like young dwarves with like <laughs> uh student loans could actually afford to get a place there? I mean, the, dwar- the dwarves already have the the, the the beards and their love of ale, yeah. you know? I, they, be- I bet they take that ripe meat off the bone and make some Korean tacos with it and stuff, some, do you think? Some teenage
1: goblins are just yelling at the dwarves to leave their neighborhood. <laughs>
0: oh, man. But they start coming in and just raising the fucking property rates and stuff, raising the property value of Mordor. Yeah, those goblins are just pissed at them. Jesus. This place used to be nice and dirty. <laughs> Now these young dwarves have come in and cleaned it up. Ah, I can't stand it. And all the mithril, it's so
1: bright.
0: <laughs> How do you think they afforded that anyway? Trust funds, huh? Mm, am I Elden's right? looking for handouts. <laughs> I'm going to go start Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cobra commander? He's from Mordor. I think you might be right. Yeah. But yeah, it's like by the end of this movie, you feel like you have been halfway around the world. Yeah, and it's like you said, you're just getting started. Like the mm-hmm. world just keeps growing and growing and growing as this yeah. tale goes, and all of it is done just as well as the shit that you saw in the movie before. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, it's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, I I I love these movies. They're like, I really I. I couldn't complain about them if I wanted to, because yeah. when I sit down to watch them, I, my brain can't think of a complaint. Like, I'd have to work my ass off to find complaints, and then it would be like, yeah, but I still don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I just didn't even do that when I was researching. <laughs> just like, I'm not going to complain about it. No, uh-uh. Yeah.
0: I think I think my biggest my biggest woe is that sometimes Aragorn... Sounds like Dudley Do-Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that? He does. Whenever he gets really yeah. fired up, he gets the bubble voice. <laughs> Dudley Do-Right. It is me, Slider. Really They're in like, I think it's in the third one when he's like really rallying the troops to fight yeah. that big battle. Yes, He's like, they'll never take our freedom. <laughs> it's like a Dudley Do-Right, man. Yes. That's, I think, probably my biggest complaint. That's it, though. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Still a 10. Yeah. Still a 10. still a 10. And dude, the thing is, is like between this movie and the Harry Potter universe and stuff. Yeah. It absolutely paved the way for Game of Thrones and everything else. It's yeah, like, it The did. year that this and Harry Potter came out in theaters is just the year that fantasy took over reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was 2001. I mean, it was, it, I mean, we did have a major terrorist attack on US soil. It kind of changed having, everything having a, about US politics, which kind of changed world yeah. politics.
0: And having an escape. From that reality is probably just what the world needed at yeah. that time. So yeah. maybe that's why this resonated so well with everyone and again yeah. paved the way for Game of Thrones and all kinds of other I think stuff, so. you know? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, absolutely a a monument in filmmaking. Watch all the all the special features. I mean it there's seriously like eight hours worth. Like there's so I, much. I would love it. Yeah. I'll let you borrow the set if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah. I would yes. One hundred percent. It'll make you appreciate the movies even more. It's like just when you thought you couldn't appreciate them more, then you see the level of detail that went into fucking everything. And it will broaden your appreciation form for sure. It'll soon. turn
1: into appreciation. T- i, I, I really appreciate it. that. Yeah. I appreciate you. Appreciate.
0: Hey Pete Jackson, appreciate you. Appreciate. Fran. Appreciate hey, you. Hey, friend. I appreciate per- you.
1: Appreciate
0: you. Yeah. I'll watch these for every man. Everybody deserves, uh, well, everybody owes it to themselves to watch these motherfucking yeah. movies. So get some. Dude. I hope that you guys have had a good time listening to this mega extended director's cut episode. I hope that we have. This episode took some extends. <laughs> it took some extends. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's getting. Long and strong. Uh-huh. Sure to get the friction on. Absolutely so, man. <laughs> Hopefully, this has been a good holiday companion. I hope that everybody has a safe and happy Christmas holiday season. Do you have plans coming up as we record this? We're like a week yeah. out from Christmas. Yeah,
1: Christmas Eve, I'm gonna hang out with uh, Ooh, we my family out, in Jefferson County.
0: We gotta figure out when to do the next episode because we usually do Wednesdays. Yeah, we'll which figure is something out. When that out. next episode is. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Maybe. So we'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, so you're hanging out with the fam and stuff? Are you hanging, hanging out out with, with the Mr. Fam. Cooper? Yeah, he's going to be there. That's yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, he's finally uh, finally given up on ever coaching the Golden State Warriors again. Really? Yeah, he said uh, after their first championship that they'll be begging for him to come back. And then after the next one, he was like, yeah, you know what? Probably they're probably happy with the guy they got right now.
0: So he's free to hang out, is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But don't bring up Steve Kerr.
0: He's okay. not He's not a fan. <laughs> I'm going to assume this is sports talk. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll just nod my head and be pretty. Good. I'm doing it right now. You're doing it. Yeah, we've got our our usual family plans, doing a big uh, Christmas Eve feast with Kate's family. And then the next day with her family and my family and stuff. Kind of the usual. The usual. That's all right, man.
1: That's all right Good old time.
0: Well, I hope that you Dead and Lovely listeners have enjoyed this wild card episode. Hopefully we'll get to visit the realm of Middle Earth once more. But if you guys have enjoyed the show and want to uh, show some appreciation, you can head on over to that Patreon page and become a patron.
1: You sure can. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Yeah. Guess what? We got some shout outs to shout Shout about. Shout them. Shout
2: Shout them out loud. Shout.
1: Who are we going to tell them about? We got some Patreon shout outs. All right. Let's shout them out. Daniel Hearn.
0: Hey, have you heard about Daniel? He's a cool guy.
1: I have heard about him. (laughs) Michael, Michael, it's just Mike. Mike Mike Travisano. Mike
0: Travisano. Hey, are you Travis? Uh, no. No. It's just Mike. So we know that
1: he has a relative who at some point made up his last name.
0: Yeah, Travis, uh, no.
1: (laughs) That's your last name?
0: yes yeah he was like trying to like <laughs> falsify an identity yeah. He's like what is your last name sir <laughs> uh travis uh no no uh, travisano <laughs> yes
1: i knew it i knew it came to this country to take our, jobs. take
2: our
0: jobs
1: speaking of taking our jobs mike travisano asked me to mention his podcast zen in the art of monday morning in his shout out it's a 10-part podcast that he wrote and produced on the practical application of zen normally we wouldn't let these one dollar shout outs be a advertisement for another podcast but i like zen it's cool stuff go check it out daniel hoover
0: daniel hoover hoover doesn't suck that's true wait yeah.
1: it does though doesn't it? He doesn't. Oh, that one does A Hoover vacuum this cleaner particular is what you're f- thinking of. Hoover vacuum cleaners do suck, yeah. but in the good way.
0: Maybe he does, Like too. you like.
1: Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Grayson Parker Marcote.
0: Oh. My man. Well, thank you very much, Grayson Parker Mar-cote. Marcote. Marcote. He's part of that Marcote crime syndicate. <laughs>
1: you hear about them. You hear about the Marcotes. uh uh-huh, That's right. Getting around. What
0: about Isaiah Henderson? Isaiah Henderson? Wah, wah, wah,
1: wah.
0: Isaiah and the Hendersons is more like it, am right? I right? There you go. Isaiah know. and the Hendersons. That's all I've got. That's all yes. I've
1: got. Because <laughs> that would have been a better name for, if you're trying to hide your Bigfoot that you have, don't name him Harry. Harry. Because people, hear t- you're talking about Harry back at home, they're going to be like, oh, there's... Probably like... Covered in hair. Something covered in hair. Probably a Sasquatch. Yeah. But if it's named Isaiah, they're like, oh, well... Probably just some guy. Probably just some dude. (laughs) He probably probably gives money to a horror movie podcast. And we appreciate it. And we do. Brandon Walker.
0: Brandon Walker, Texas Ranger. (laughs) Texas...
1: Always. Walker, Texas Ranger. The
0: end. His family defeated the crawlers. (laughs) They did.
2: We are superior to the crawler.
1: Way back in the day, before humans ever stood upright, we had learned to talk and we had labeled each other
0: walkers and crawlers. Uh, Don't get me started on the swimmers. They're still back in the fucking pond. Get them out of here. (laughs) Thank you all so much for your donations. To our quest for podcast glory. It really helps us out a ton. The merchandise and stuff is selling well. Hell and yeah. we're going to have uh, some more cool stuff coming up real soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you guys are padding the pockets of the Dead and Lovely podcast so well. Yeah, we just hit our
1: first goal on Patreon. Yeah! So we are going to come out with some new...
0: merchandise, Merchand-
1: merchandise, Yeah, merchandise. Stuff that'll be uh, smaller, cheaper to ship, etc. So anybody out there who's not been able to... Buy the the t shirt. I get it. They it cost it's it's costly.
0: I'd like to do some cool giveaways and stuff like that too. Yeah, we, we got also, more we disposable merch, some smaller items and yeah, stuff yeah. coming up.
1: Um, also, I had this idea. This is I was just pitch this to international listeners who've made it this far. Let's find out. Uh, some people have asked for shirts. Internationally, when they find out how much the shipping is, it's- it's a lot.
0: Boy, I wanna get a bloody, dirty lovely shirt to cover me body, mate! What are you talking about, it's 20 pounds sterling? Do you all have any footy jerseys?
1: (laughs) We- we do- we have footy (laughs) jerseys, yeah.
0: (laughs) I really like to wear one when I'm in the scrum with me mates!
1: lots of scrums <laughs> lots of mate scrums um matescrum.com <laughs> Matescrum. Do you and your mates want to get in a scrum? Wait. matescrum.com
0: So here's <laughs> scrum buddies.net <laughs> <That's>
1: disgusting <laughs> scrum buddies So oh the, here's the idea okay. and I I am just pitching it. Pitch it. If you, if you're out there and you're interested let me know uh, if, if somebody who is, uh, enterprising would like to get together with other fans from your area, say Canada, England, and order shirts and have it all shipped at once. Oh, yeah, The that's shipping true. will actually be cheaper, and then you could figure out how you would disperse them from there. Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll be entirely up to you. Just thought of it. It's an idea, uh, because it is expensive i mean even t- just to canada it's like 17 dollars. Yeah, everything international yeah. just costs yeah. a
0: fuck ton man it's, it's ridiculous but if you get together with your mates
1: yeah yeah so uh a few of you get together it's it's not going to cost much more each of those shirts don't weigh that much
0: oh go out looking like twinsies won't yeah? oh that'd be Aww. cute I, maybe getting a mate scrum yeah maybe that's how it starts <laughs> <laughs> scrumbuddies dot net net. yeah it's gotta be dot net net they couldn't get the dot com (laughs) yeah that was already taken unfortunately (laughs) uh you guys be sure to rate and review on itunes takes just a second helps us out a lot i've seen a couple reviews pop up lately i very much appreciate that i read them all appreciate and it really does help us out a ton. so do go on there rate and review that's all we want for christmas Oh, do go on don't do go on we want us some reviews on there. Yeah. I also want you to follow us on uh, social media. Yeah,
1: at Dead Lovely Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely. They, we're also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash dead and lovely. Where else are we on? Discord.
0: Where we, the red fern grows. Where we, we're, the
1: red fern grows, we're two dead dogs. Where the green grass grows. <laughs> it's really sad.
0: I've never seen that. I don't oh. know the story of the red fern. Oh, uh it's doesn't sad. go well. It's sad, yeah. All right then. Well, you guys have been fantastic. We'll be coming at you with another brand new episode next week. Of yeah. course,
1: we'll be covering holidays. Holidays. What
0: a perfect way to kick off a new year on yeah. a holiday. Am talking about holidays? Holidays. Something about holi- Sesame Street. <laughs> it's a different song. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's a different. Well, one. I think it's something else. All right, well, you guys be sure to tune in then. It's going to be a fun old time. I hope everybody has a very safe and happy Krimbus with you and yours. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. You guys have been fantastic. We have been Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. And we are dead and lovely. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. The thing is, there's a very real problem for somebody out there. And that is figuring out what to buy the million dollar man for Christmas Ooh, this is a real issue. Somebody Ooh. has to deal with it.
1: Yes, yeah, so like Secret Santa uh-huh. at, the, at the million dollar corporation <laughs> offices. Yeah, Virgil's got to buy him something. <laughs> Vir-
0: Virgil's shopping his ass off trying to find something yeah. for the million dollar. What do you get room. the man who has everything? I mean, everybody has a price, as he a said.
1: silver gold toilet silver (laughs) gold what is silver gold i don't know what i made that up it's for the richest of the rich
2: (laughs) i'll have silver gold over here